Welcome to the Ether. Today is Sunday, September 4th, 2022. Today on the Ether, part one of a two part CFI space spellcasting on Lunk. Let's take a listen. Hey guys, see if you can get the other guys to uh, hop into this space. Uh, <laughs> Wabi keeps getting his uh, connection rugged. Mine's a lot better. Someone would message Wabi. Uh, all right, I'm going to try to get. Uh, some of the folks that we got rugged from our little conversation here back in. Uh, yeah. Welcome gang. Uh, give me a minute. Gonna see how talk about something, maybe a little bit more serious. Let's get some opinions here in a little bit here today. I was going to have a chat with Jack tomorrow, uh, Jack Zamplin with uh, cosmos and kind of like cover some issues on a phone call with him and wanted to see what the cosmos committee's opinion, community or crypto community at large's opinions are on some things. If anyone's uh, interested in like the future of the world of crypto and uh, on a global scale and is interested in chatting about sort of governance issues, uh, feel free to hop up. Should be interesting. Uh, better future. I think he's trying to hop on here. Seems like he's having trouble connecting. Let's give him a minute here. Ah, there we go. Ah, there we go. Yep. Yep. We're getting a little bit of feedback on your side, too, by the way. I don't know if you need to turn your volume down or something. Okay, ter terrific, yeah. The AC is running a little bit loud here. Yeah, I, uh, J uh, James, uh, how are you? Are you there? I'm trying to make sure people's connection are okay. Good morning. How are you doing, Craig? Hey, you got a lot of static on your end. <coughs> good morning, guys. How are you doing? Hey, good. Uh uh, did you have anything specific before we started? Or I just joined the com the community, so I was wondering to ask, what is this space all about? So we know what to start talking about. Yeah, let me let me fix let me fix the title just a second. Actually, let me drop you down because there's a lot of noise on your end. Okay, I'm going to drop you off from speaker. Um. So yeah. But, uh. So. All right. Anyway. We'll get started here in just a second. Um, so, yeah, Better and I were just talking uh, about um, sort of like the future of the cosmos and, um, you know, as a overall ecosystem, um, what are, are some of the like core values uh, of the sort of crypto space? What um, are the governance things that kind of ultimately preserve the greatest amount of freedom for the most number of people. Uh, and uh, my, my theory has been that we ultimately need like uh, a constitution, uh, you know, for cosmos, perhaps the atom blockchain would be like the banner of that sort of how like, you know, you have the 
uh, imagine like the United States and then you have like a bunch of states. I don't know if some of you may or not uh, understand like the history of that, but essentially you have a bunch of different chains on Cosmos and the idea is if you can bring like all those chains of the Cosmos together, uh, you know, under the banner of Adam and there are some core values that we can uh, agree upon that uh, everyone wants to sort of follow. Like, for example, you know, like in the U.S. Constitution, you have the Bill of Rights, you know, there's like the freedom of speech. There's the um, and in the case of the cosmos, that would be in the form of, say, IBC, interblockchain communication. Uh, you know, how do you make that free for all uh, without um, risk of censorship? Like, say, for example, let, let's take some weird example, for example. Um, let's say one of the chains of the cosmos decides to be run by, um, let's say, Nazis or something. Let's just make up some crazy idea here. But like eventually, I think religions and wacky ideology and all sorts of nonsense will come to crypto. And, you know, with Cosmos, you can spin up any chain you want. Right. So you're going to have people uh, that are, mm, you know, financially misaligned. You're going to have people that are ideologically misaligned and there will be wars and there'll be all of that shit. Right. Like everything you can imagine that human beings do today. Uh, you'd be it'd be unrealistic to assume that they would not translate to uh, to sort of like the blockchain space and sort of like what um, what is uh, what we see in the real world, right? Because really, just uh, if you have enough people in crypto, you just end up representing the broader human race. And um, what we know about the human race is, like Better was saying earlier, that in other spaces, that like you know, violence is a problem. Uh, you know, enforcement through violence is a problem. There's all sorts of uh, sort of like issues that are normal to the human human condition that we should just expect and have like a strategy for. So the, my theory was basically that um, the the cosmos needs sort of a vision where like if you're sort of buying the atom token somewhere and you are sort of entering into our little Disneyland. Um, you know, you, like just imagine like a, a Disney World type environment. You have like a little, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean area. You have your little futuristic area. You know, you have those, you know, you have like Cinderella's Castle and all that shit, right? So the idea is you go to the ticket box, right? You go to, um, you know, maybe like a Coinbase or whatever exchange. You go and buy the Atom token. And you're basically picking up your ticket to Disneyland and you're you're going inside, right? And there are certain rules inside Disneyland. Um, that uh, we expect like people to follow theoretically that everyone agrees upon or base level of rules, um, you know, some sort of, you know, basic bill of rights uh, to prevent uh, sort of like long-term abuse. Like for example, if someone spins up a cosmos chain with interchain security and they are able to get enough validators to basically fund, let's say a child trafficking ring, for example, I think uh, people here are going to have a, you know, problem with that unless you enjoy child traffic, in which case, you know, that, that's on you, right? So basically, um, you know, you're, you're going to get like all sorts of crazy applications. Uh, all right, that's annoying. So you're going to get a lot of crazy applications uh, that are created uh, that uh, you're, you're going to have to handle, you're going to have to deal with. And um, I, I think uh, there needs to be a system to handle all of that within sort of like the greater ethos of the cosmos 
otherwise, we're going to wind up with a system that's not better, that much better than the government that you deal with normally. That's just sort of like my general take on this. I think everyone's sort of focused on, oh, like, how do I like mint an NFT and how do I fuck around on DeFi and make a few bucks? But the, the reality is, is that like the money will flow to the country or universe uh, that has the right value system ultimately. So for example, Bitcoiners go to Bitcoin because they believe that it's going to preserve their, you know, individual freedom and peer to peer cash. Right. So that was a fairly libertarian sort of philosophy that came about. Um, and so they have a narrative, they have a story and that is a marketable story as well. So like if you want, um, you know, lots of money to flow into the cosmos based chains, uh, whatever those might be, um, you know, you have like chains that are built for like regen network that, that uh, is, you know, trying to do something for the environment or whatever. And there's people that are building uh, chains that are just DeFi, you know, related chains. Like um, uh, you have others that are like smart contract chains like Juno that do a little bit of everything. So you have lots of different chains you're gonna be doing lots of cool shit. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if like crypto.com, uh, you're going to get um, maybe more companies to come in like airlines or um, I don't know, like an Uber or some other, um, you know, some other companies that are going to go like crypto native and create entire economies. Um, those companies are going to show up if they feel like there's uh, a system in place that is not going to be bad for their um, their future. So for, <laughs> you, they don't want to be necessarily associated um, you know, large groups of companies with lots of money are not going to be uh, associated with, um, you know, uh, I don't know, like a neo-Nazi coalition, for example, or some other bullshit, right? So all these things have to be considered. Otherwise, you're going to get shit like this happening eventually. Um, I think um, it, it's just likely at some point to, that you have to deal with these issues. So anyway, uh, better. Um, any, any thoughts on this kind of idea? Uh, yeah, that's terrific, Sefi. That's a great introduction. Um, I'm really impressed with you, you know how you're thinking about a a you know a constitution and governance ideals. Um, any important project, I think, needs to have common values, and I think that the cosmos is such an important project and has such a wonderful potential um, that it would behoove us to to think about the common values and the. And, and, and the Constitution. Um, uh, on the other um, spaces, there were a few different um, kind of, you know, points made about kind of ideas that could be included in such a Constitution. So individual liberty, um, self-sovereignty is obviously a big one for the cosmos that each chain can have its own kind of sovereignty and yet also connect to all the others, which, which I think is just such a, you know, ex exponentially kind of exciting idea um own your own data is, is is a big idea kind of within crypto and blockchain generally it maybe hasn't been as pursued as deeply within um the cosmos but certainly in a project like filecoin um uh, freedom of speech um uh, I, i've been thinking since the other spaces fei there's a fifth one i'd like to add to the list um I've thought, I've thought about this a lot the last couple of years, and I, th I think it's something that eventually is going to kind of come to the front, and it, it is that we're complementary with the existing nation states. Um, 
for a long time, I was kind of all in on the libertarian utopia, but I've started to see that, well, just for really basic reasons, um, I think we, we need to keep some of the advantages of the nation states, nation state systems kind of a, 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 as, as an assumption that we build from, you know, as a very bare minimum, I think we need provisioning of private property rights. And, and the state has police and, you know, can use violence to put people in jail. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of violence. I'd like to, you know, it goes far in the libertarian direction as we possibly can go. But when it comes to your car being stolen or your house being kind of, you know, vandalized or, or all your property stolen or your validators um, being vandalized or stolen, if, if we don't have private property rights and an ability to keep our houses, our cars and our validators from being stolen or va vandalized, um, it's it's not even a starting conversation, and unfortunately, blockchain cannot solve the stealing or the theft of physical property. So I, th I think at a base level, we need to, you know, be complementary to to the nation states, and and um, you know, cer certainly the provisioning of private property rights is something that we need from nation states. I think after that, I think in terms of the new administrative control layer, um, for kind of the creation of all, all, all kind of all manner of institutions, you know, collecting tax, yeah, like, um, people like Tom, voting Thomas, on. Thomas Jefferson as well. Um, you know, he's kind of like, uh, I think it's on the Jefferson Memorial, if I'm not mistaken, but he basically said that uh, he's not against institutions, but at the same time, um, like any type of in institution or foreign entity that's wanting to uh curtail and enslave the human mind uh is the enemy essentially whatever that means so it's kind of like there's this balance point between the utility of institutions and then when they go too far and um and that's why like you you have to have some sort of system to define what that is like you said so it's not it's not that i'm against uh, uh institutions like uh, you know you want to show up at a hospital and hope that someone uh, saved your life, for example, um, you know, it's some kind of like, uh, you know, you know, hunter gatherer forager kind of like stupidity, like, you know, where, uh, you know, we're all like, you know, uh, to each his own. It's a, you know, militant libertarianism is not my ideology either. I, I would say, like, like I said before, like Jonathan Haidt's work where, you know, something like 45 percent of people are, you know, considered left, 45 percent or so considered right. And around 10 to 20 percent, depending how you cut the, you know, this pie is approximately libertarian or some spectrum of that. Um, and, you know, a lot of some people are right leaning libertarians, some left leaning libertarians, whatever that is. Right. But ultimately, um, the idea is that if the sort of libertarian base of the crypto space sort of makes a home for everybody. Um, you know, you, you have to basically be able to concede at some point that there are some things that work well in sort of like a quasi socialistic environment and some things that work well in a, um, you know, slightly authoritarian environment. Some things work better in a, um, you know, highly distrib distributed and decentralized environment and other things work well in like a pure capitalist financial system environment. So it's like, it's always some mixture of these. And, um, you know, and, and the goal is not to like define that perfect mixture. That's just not going to happen. But the goal is to understand that, 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 that those types of human mindsets exist. And unless you plan on mur murdering the other half of, you know, uh, of the group, which I'm not advocating for, then um, you'll just have to kind of figure out how to make everyone sort of like, you know, uh, uh, live together, maybe not in perfect harmony, but in some sort of um, uh, 
Uh, so I'm, I'm not really a believer in some sort of utopia. Like that's not likely. Um, <clears throat> and in fact, uh, like a utopia is extremely um, bad in some, in many ways. Um, like life and evolution works through um, like suffering and death, quite frankly, like that's the only way to evolve is through stressors and surviving those stressors. And basically there's always uh, more than one way to accomplish a task. Right. So, um, you know, so you and I could argue about maybe how a task is accomplished, how much money is spent on, you know, uh, completing that task, whether that task is worthy of our attention and all of those kinds of things. And it's easy to find um, disagreement, right? Very, very easy. So uh, utopia is not really what I'm after at all. You know, I think like uh, you'll see people who are more radical about these kinds of ideas um, and uh, like, you know, have a hard time seeing the bigger picture, like a true moderate sort of who sees the universe like as it is, like, you know, with all of the various flavors or whatever um, of how people behave and how people think. Uh, you just don't have that many people that think that way. Um, or if they do, they have a hard time like defining that. Um, so I, yeah, I think, uh, finding a group of people with a, a broad enough like mindset, um, is important to help like create these kind of governance ideas and like codify them somehow. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more with everything that you've said. I, um, yeah, I did. I didn't mean to imply that I thought you were kind of going down the track of you know oh, no. the, the I, I extreme of libertarianism. I, I've I've been wrestling with this question for for several years. Of well, if we have these great blockchain systems and we can basically collect tax and we can have you know proposals and the community can vote on them and you know we could do the equivalent of common good projects and you know we could have community proposals for hospitals and schools and why, why don't we just run the whole thing on on, on the blockchain um what, what do we need the nation state for and I, I guess where i've run up against kind of the the limit of that question is that you know physical property like cars and and houses and validators um unless you have a, you know the, the the private property rights system that britain and the us and the other oecd countries have with the police and the violence to maintain the private property um, by violence, I, for people that aren't familiar with the libertarian kind of thinking, I, I just mean, you know, the power of police to put someone in jail. That's violence, right? They can arrest you and put you in jail or worse if you don't cooperate. Um, and, and so kind of at, at, at a minimum, it seems that we, we need um, kind, of, kind of that um, from the existing nation state. Um, but then I think much of the other kind of institutions that the old governmental systems provided could actually be done much better, more efficiently, without the incompetence of the bureaucrats um, with with protocols. I, although, although I do think, remember, like the protocols get written by ultimately the same people we think are incompetent in the first place, right? And it's not so much that bureaucrats are always just simply incompetent. It's that these systems are really, really, really hard to govern, right? You take like 400 million people and you throw a few people in a room and uh, try to get them to agree upon something. There is just zero chance that uh, that's going to happen without a lot of argument and dissent, right? And the whole goal of those systems is to have argument and dissent. It's, it's to have uh, – they're not supposed to be efficient. We're not supposed to be getting a new law every six minutes, right? The idea is to make it sort of complicated so that people um, really like – you know, uh, flesh it out. You can make a really simple, highly efficient system. It's called an authoritarian system 
where, you know, we'll do whatever the fuck I say, right? Like that's a different system. Um, and, and that, that has problems too. Um, you know, you, you only have to watch Game of Thrones or something like that for 10 minutes to realize that, right? So the problem with central, highly centralized systems is that they're very weak. Um, they're well, weak because they're weak because like, oh, I got to protect my, you know, firstborn son because he's got to be king next. And wait, what if he's king, but he's a shitty king? Um, you know, all these kinds of problems emerge and like the knives yeah. come out. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other problem I've become starkly aware of in this last cycle is, um, you know, you can have let's say we get through the, the, the kind of hard phase of, of building some really great kind of public institutions to kind of tax the community of millions of people on the network. We can all make proposals for, for common good projects. We can, you know, um, maybe, maybe, maybe one of the, the D apps is, is a pension and you can contribute to it and get your pension and you don't, you know, have some centralized payer, pay, player that's going to, you know, run away with the funds, uh, you know, one at a time, you could start to reconstruct the institutions of the old world with protocols and have it very stable and, you know, have it all working very well. Um, but then the problem that I realized in this last cycle is you get, you know, people that are bad actors, um, you know, one of the names started with three and, and, and had the word arrows. Um, and, you know, they just go off chain. They don't use the protocols. Um, and, and people, you know, commented that, well, the DeFi protocols actually behaved really well. They behaved exactly as they should have during the, this downturn. And it wasn't the DeFi protocols that created the problems, which is exactly the point that actually these protocols, once we encode them and we all participate in them, they create stability. They create um, you know, confidence. They 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 establish trust. Um, but but you still have the problem of people skirting around the protocol and doing the yeah. They deal, don't. They don't. You know, in, in the cigar room, right? Yeah, they don't necessarily solve like uh, they don't make uh, humans automatically better, or they no, don't make and, yeah. And so he, that's just humans will just go off platform and go you know go around the the protocol. So we got all these great DeFi protocols that enforce the rules, but but then you still have you know the, these private deals and, and funds sent direct, you know, privately wallet to wallet, and you, you still have humans. Um, I, so so I, I don't know how our constitution could deal with that one. I don't know if there's a value that we could establish. Yeah, I, I, I think there are like a constitution would include, I think, um, uh, values that, uh, you know, the greater community generally feels like are worth sort of defending to the extent that they can. So, for example, it's one thing to say you're going to protect speech, but then it's another thing to say you're actually going to enforce that somehow. Uh, like speech, you, you, in theory, could be um, protected at the level of, say, for example, IBC, IBC or something like that. So, for example, but then again, even in speech, like there's the question of there are certain types of speech that even in uh, institutions, like certain types of things like, I don't know, child pornography or um, some other, uh, uh, you know, types of things that are considered like generally not that great. The question is, do we want to be in the business of sorting all that shit out? And, uh, you know, like, for example, is it reasonable to have speech where, you know, Jimmy and I decide we're going to form a terrorist organization and blow something up? Um, is that going to be reasonable or should that be uh, monitored or what? Right. So there's going to be all these issues that come up. Um, and uh, there's nobody knows what to do about them except to go, Oh, I'm, I'm going to call the, uh, you know, FBI or whoever. 
that that's essentially what's going to end up happening because there's no system within the system to handle any of that either way. Not to mention who's going to go do the enforcement, you and me, like you, you know, are we willing to put our neck on the line to go and like, you know, chase down, you know, whoever that's, you know, some bad actor. So that's a different set of problems, right? Like the, 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 you'd have to have like an entire uh, military uh, or police force to handle these kinds of problems. And, and, and I don't think, uh, yeah. And, and I think that's that. where this, this, this distinction, Cephei, between the old formal institutions written with a quill pen on a parchment paper and enforced by the, the courts and with, you know, the police um, arresting and, and the jails to, to kind of imprison and, and, you know, fines. And that's kind of the system that America was built on, using the formal institutions as the primary kind of fulcrum of ordering behavior. And now with blockchain, we're using informal institutions where it's basically just ostracization or kicking someone out of the protocol. Um, you know, if you're not able to be part of Bitcoin and, you know, send and receive transactions because you've been, um, well, well, Bitcoin you can't actually be kicked out from. It's it's an it's a truly open kind of, kind of network. But I I think that other kinds of social institutions you you can be kicked out from. And um, well, it's it's with Bitcoin, it's a certain blocks can be excluded, right? Essentially, if they're not if they don't meet consensus requirements, that's kind of how that. But yeah, it's very simple in that regard. But yeah, uh, if, if, if you follow if you follow the rules, you can be part of the protocol effectively. And I so I think the kinds of problems that we can solve with blockchain tech are are, are where we can code one of these informal institutions, you know, an anchor protocol or a you know a, a mirror protocol, where if you follow the rules and do exactly as the protocol specifies, you, you can participate. Um, do, do we want to get to the step of, of like if the community suspects a bad actor or fraud, people are kicked out and ostracized, basically the way that the old villages, you, you know, used to work? Um, I mean, we, we could go that far and maybe that could be a purpose of the Cosmos Hub is, you know, to, to whitelist, in, you know, the, the 30 or 50 or 100 or 2000 networks that the community generally has seen as being good actors. Wow, um, to uh, what's that? That's the that's the one that I'll take hand of too. Like yeah, that's one I'll do. Well, I'll come in here by. Uh, go ahead. I guess I'll reply. Yeah. I think very clear to me um, that better future is incorrect in most of his points. Um, to begin with, there is this fantasy of creating a parallel system through smart contracts. Um, this fantasy is based on optimism, a belief that just because something is not something else, it is inevitably better. Um, of course, this is a reason by negation. But there, of course, comes from a place where we're all descended from. The rule of law in the United States is still the most effective rule of law that has ever existed in human history. And a lot of we have created, uh huh. We have created one of the most successful societies in human history, with unparalleled prosperity, without war, without war. Now, if you compare this to the 19th or 18th century, uh, we have prospered and evolved significantly, all because of a strong foundation in the rule of law. Led by, of course, our wonderful founding father, who emphasized rule of law. But they didn't have to in the Constitution. They didn't have to at all. They could have emphasized all sorts of things. They could have emphasized, for example, 
the military as an institution, perhaps even a monarchy as an institution. But instead, what they chose was to establish very clear rules. And of course, there's a very good book that sets an example of this. When President Wilson had a stroke in 1918, 1919, um, his wife was running the government. And it was unclear who should really run the government. Should it be the vice president? If so, should he resign as a temporary vice president, become the president, and thus finish the term of Wilson? Or should instead he just be a temporary vice president? But the question becomes, what in the Constitution says he's allowed to um, enact certain laws um, without Congress, for example, appointing him as temporary president rather than simply impeaching Wilson and saying that he was no longer able to perform his duties. These types of conversations within Congress occurred for about six months until a decision was made. But it's because of our laws and our firm foundation in how we conduct the business of government is business. And then you have people like Better Future who come in here, talk a little bit about smart contracts, talk a little bit about coding, and talk as if somehow tokenized pensions, tokenized real estate, all these things will make your lives better. He is the next Moses. He is yeah, going to leave you the promised land because he understands blockchain <laughs> technology. And what I am sick <laughs> and just, what I am tired of are people like this Jimmy, trying to tell him. people yeah. that they know the future when they know very little of the future, just like everyone else. And they do not in any way appreciate what has come from the past. America has fought two major world wars in order to not have uh, any Jimmy, other Jimmy. superpower threatening world democracy and freedom. This man cares Jimmy, very Jimmy. little for the sacrifice of hundreds of thousands uh, of American soldiers and he Jimmy. comes in here with the audacity. Woo. Jimmy, Jesus Christ, we covered that before you entered the space. I don't think you covered it very well. That's why I'm pointing it out. No, we um, covered it before you walked in. What the yeah, hell? I was listening. I was listening to Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy. Um, I, I accept where you're coming from. That we've accomplished a great deal of progress with the United States of America. So let me frame to you uh, the the whole discussion, and maybe with a question. The question is, how can we go further as a humanity? by overlaying kind of this blockchain control system layer with smart contracts and do better than the last generations. Um, let's say we keep everything that the United States currently does. How, how can we do better? Where are the areas that the United States is breaking down and kind of what can we do with this? Well, system? I'll reply very simply. I do not like these simple LARP questions. I firmly believe if Thomas Jefferson was here today, and of course, if you listen to MSNBC, which I think you do a lot, um, those anchors say, if Thomas Jefferson was here, he'd be so disappointed by America. It's so broken. My answer is this. If Thomas Jefferson was here today, he would be incredibly proud of having left a nation that only at one point populated a sixth of this continent and now has gone from east to west, is by far the most powerful country in the world, and has ensured and secured the world's prosperity. Hundreds of years of uninterrupted progress. He'd be incredibly proud. In fact, I think that if he was here today, he would not understand just how incredible this growth is. It is, in, in human history, unparalleled growth. We went from 
a fifth rate power a hundred years ago to the first rate power. And not only that, through our help, we've helped other countries come out of poverty, civil war, famine. We've done incredible things. And he says better future that there's a piece of America that's broken. <laughs> this man lacks both history and context, probably because he never studied history. Um, people like him say America is full of crime. America is full of drugs. Believe uh, Jimmy, me. Jimmy. Uh, believe, well, no, hold on. Believe me, there was far more uh, crime back in the day in the 1970s and 80s than there was today. Believe me, access to information and access to technology is far cheaper than it ever was today than it ever was before. Access to the greatest things, the greatest tools and instruments to make society better are now possible anywhere in the United States because of our progress. There's nothing broken about this wonderful country. And I'm sick and tired of people like Better Future talking down to people like us. Jimmy, Jimmy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to get you back on the um, Olanzapine or whatever you're on usually. Hey, listen. Um, <laughs> what I-, I don't think I'm saying anything incorrect, and I demand someone try and reply, but I don't think he can because we- all he says are just we agree sentences you. full of buzzwords. Blah, blah, blah. We agree with you. What we're trying to say is uh, we're trying to look at the cosmos and the collection of chains and determine if there is a central core set of values and a constitution to be created at the level of sort of cosmos atom and uh, you know, connecting the sort of like chains of the cosmos similar to the states of the United States and such. That's what my sort of like uh, direction here has been. And uh, let the market stand- decide. You know, C5, stand- this is my problem. You've clearly never read Ludwig von Mises. I no, demand I you point out a single book of his Right now, I have not. I have Rothbard. Haven't read it. Hayek. Let the market decide. Let the market decide. And through growth, through the power of practicality, the power of action, people. So when I open up the markets work within a set of institutions and murder you, then the markets uh, work within a set of institutions, legal, regulatory institutions, economic institutions, and humans construct those institutions. The markets don't just work independently on their own. Um, it's I've read all the authors that you just mentioned, and in fact, I've studied with a couple of them. Uh, um, name me a market that wasn't constructed through market processes. Go ahead. Go. Well, the, the bottoms up piece of setting price is constructed through the processes, but in the US. Yeah, you just make, you're just adding random words and sentences. He refuses to answer me. Name me a market process that you refer to that was not in some way constructed by the market because of the evolution of how products work. It's, it's, bottoms, up, it's bottoms up and it's tops down. If, if it was nonsensical. Well, first of all, Jimmy, uh, all of these things are interconnected. Number one, it's like, just think of a interconnected. It reminds me of that film where he talks about why plants need electrolytes. He's like, why? It's like, it's all interconnected. They need electrolytes. Um, you, dude, stop doing drugs before coming on the spaces. God. I'm Listen, not doing man. any drugs, yeah. C-Pi, or Better Future. Jimmy, I can tell you right now, your arguments um, are shit. Safi, I've got so, some other stuff to do tonight. I'm, I'm going to hop off here. Yeah. Good riddance. I'm I'm with you on the Constitution for the Cosmos. Um, it's an exciting opportunity to start to unite the values, and uh, I think it's a great initiative. I'm I'm so glad you're you're um, you're working on it. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. What the market say? The market's going to decide to come and murder you. I'm going to put together a no. Well, there's an institution to, to stop that. We 
We, yeah. uh, well, that murder and kicking my ass out are two different things. You can kick well, my ass out. That's a prerogative. That. You can't murder me. The market can decide. That's illegal. That. Yeah. The market can decide. No, you see, that's why you're taking it to an unreasonable edge. See, Pi, that's your problem. You I'm cannot take Abby, arguments for what they are. Uh, You'd Abby, be a very bad lawyer, CPI. No judge would ever listen to you with what, that what kind judge? of argument. What judge? There's the no judge market, of history market and decides, the judge market of decides, truth. Market decides, market decides. Mm-hmm. Well, repeating yourself like a little child doesn't really help your argument. I think everyone in the audience would agree with me rather than you. Yeah, you're probably right. Hey, I agree with you. That's the thing. Um, yeah. We, hmm. Yeah, this is not going well. Well, it would go well if you point out reasonable arguments and then you ask people from the audience reasonable replies. And the way that you ask reasonable replies is you ask questions, probing questions. Much like Joe Rogan, he asks probing questions, not to win points, but simply to gain an understanding of the personality behind the person who's asking or answering, or to get a closer image uh, so let me ask you this. Lens so to Jimmy, focus uh, on the I decide to spin up a new chain, right? It's a new chain that is built uh, with you know a team of validators uh, around the world, decentralized, and their core mission is to let's say, for example, uh, hunt down the otters and destroy them all because they are ruining the uh, local crops or something, right? So uh, what what is your recourse if the market has decided this? Roll over and die, or you know, seek help with other markets, or what are you going to do? Do you really believe that people will invest in this idea, C5? Yeah, I'd invest in it right now. Well, you'd be the only one, though, and you would be alone, much like how you are alone in this idea of yours. Yeah, but if I have enough money, I can still do it, right? Um, I think if you truly want decentralized validation, it requires also a decentralized investor base. Wait, Usually I don't, don't need well. decentralized validators. One validator is all that's needed. Well, then there's only one point of failure. Maybe we, the otters should go around and kill you. Hmm. That's your, you have a good point. That might happen. Damn it. So anyway, what I, what, what I was getting at is that, uh, so for the cosmos at large, do you believe that we need to have a sort of like a base uh, bill of rights that uh, governs sort of like the future of the land, so to speak? Do you see, well, I, you I see believe that smart contracts came about through a very firm understanding of abstract math, right? I think the reason why is, it, so Vitalik, um, he was 15 or 16, I heard, when he was thinking about these problems. And I heard, and this That's is correct. just from the grapevine, that um, he was in a math class, and he saw people outside the, the, the school, for example, um, coming in late, coming in early, he saw, you know, walking through halls in his Canadian high school, chaos, right? Chaos. And he sometimes imagined people as colors and colors as numbers because people who are very good at math, they imagine numbers as colors usually. So your um, vitalic is synesthetic. I, this is just from the grapevine. So I'm just trying to point out a story, right? And um, it, through this, um, the question was asked, why is it that when one student says something uh, which might be unpopular, he might get in trouble. But if all the students in the class say something that's maybe unpopular, you can't really suspend the entire class. It defeats the purpose of the school, right? 
And I heard from the grapevine that he then mentally transitioned into how could you actually codify this? And he was going around checking and he couldn't really find a way of, of subscribing it into actual math. So he decided so, to make Ethereum. Well, um, that was a, the Ethereum, well, first off, Gavin Wood deserves a lot of credit regarding the structure of Ethereum, the chain. But Vitalik deserves a lot of credit regarding the conception and guidance to his team um, uh, regarding how smart contracts work. So I think Vitalik's greatest ability was to get some great computer scientists at the age of 18. Right. He got some of the best computer scientists in the world to work for him. Right. That's a pretty rare trait. But I think what he wowed them with was this idea that um, human behavior, for the most part, can be trustless. So as long as it's codified. And when we mean codified, we mean this. When you, for example, teach basic abstract math, the E sign is element. Right. And the brackets are set up. And then the little line that is straight and vertical is uh, this or set of this. Um, so it's like M over P set of this. And then Z is the element of F, right? That is very similar to how he basically constructed Boolean logic within the contracts, right? And then I think what happened was he just kept on transitioning from point to point and said, well, we codified a transaction between C Pi and Jimmy the Otter. There was no middleman. But, but how does uh, how did why does he wear the like pajamas and the t-shirt then? Well, most developers do. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So actually, if you're a developer and you're wearing a collared shirt, someone thinks that you're something. Something's very wrong with you. Should, but very wrong. So the market you. would decide to do what? Well, I think from there, um, the idea of codifying law through abstract math is sufficient. These are the only conditions you're required to basically build trustlessness and that we don't need a so-called bill of rights um, because if code is law, you can add covenants into the code to add basically more law. The bill of rights are in that way redundant. Um, and I think when it came to Cosmos so let's, say, let's say, for example, I were to like have a small contingent and sort of like enslave you somehow, right? Then, well, you can't really enslave the, a human in the code. This is the not the ether, my friend. What you? I think you've been watching. Everyone, guys, this guy's been watching the Matrix way too many times. He probably watches it on reruns. Um, I, I, you know, I, wait. Yeah. Should I? Watch I think it again you need to focus to on sure transactions. I, right. I should watch it again well, to be sure I got it right. I don't think you should watch it again. I think you watched it too many times. It's melting your brain, bro. You, you could be correct. Yeah, I, I think smart contracts are an essence for transactions, the financial system, and anything that involves money and two parties, at least. Could be more. Could be N plus one, but you know, it should be at least two parties. And not physical items, right? Unless IoT devices can move items. Maybe someday there will be sovereign wallets with sovereign devices you know autonomous robots um, uh, for autonomous example, ro jimmy 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 they're autonomous robots now with wallets yes and um it takes five minutes physical? to connect a wallet to a robot yes no no like they're physical robots they're moving around saying see bye my name is 
Jimmy 2.0, and I was built by Boston Dynamics. I am yeah, going sure. to buy Bitcoin. Well, those sure, things are good. Yeah, yeah. Like, they will. Have you ever been to Chuck E. Cheese? No, I've never wasted my time like yeah, that and ate the, eating diabetes. Get back to America. Go to Chuck E. Cheese. I'm not going to get diabetes. Listen, I'm not asking you to eat the pizza. I'm just saying go and play some ski ball, get some tickets, right? Like, you know, have some fun. I like, like to go outside, pick up, make a run around, go to the gym. That's my Chuck E. Cheese, no pizza. No, get yourself, you know, they have like some gummy worms. You can buy them with the tickets. You could then maybe What's wrong with you? Pizza. How corrupted by capitalism are you? You can get some pizza, watch like animatronic robots. See, Pi, you're the kind of guy who thinks that to get across the street, he needs a gummy worm there to actually have an incentive to cross the street. Are you that I, kind of guy? I wouldn't, I wouldn't cross the street without a gummy worm on the other end. There's something very wrong with America nowadays. Very weak, weak people. Very sad. They were once let's, let's gilded on gods. Up here. Let's get some opinions here because this is... Uh, this is kind of getting funny. Um, Addy, Addy. No, I don't think it's getting question. funny. It's getting very sad. Very, Addy, very Addy, sad. have you been paying attention to this, um, this discussion? <laughs> yeah, a little. I mean, as much as I can. I don't know if I'm following, but I'm paying attention for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> let's say, for example, um, I don't know. Let's say uh, you went to uh, Chuck E. Cheese, right? Right. Okay. Have you ever been to Chuck E. Cheese? Of course. Like, who do you think I am? So... <laughs> <laughs> she says it course. Yeah, uh, Addie's a good American. Yeah, uh, shut your like, mouth. I was she just goes to Chuck E. Cheese. Anyway, continue. yeah. So, um, what do you like? What do you do at Chuck E. Cheese? You play the ski ball machines. You like maybe you know hit like that little you know groundhog thing in the head. What do you? Yeah, do? you like play the games. Probably, I think I don't. I haven't been in a while, but I remember they used to have pizza there. I think I don't know. You like get scared of the mouse. But you play the games. That's sort of the big thing. You get your tickets, get some prizes. That's the whole appeal. So I don't know. Yeah. So let's say you get to the the gift shop, right? You get a okay. bunch of tickets. You just won a whole bunch of tickets at the ski ball machine because you are, you know, hitting forties yeah, or whatever, I'm right? Really, really good at ski ball. So you you've got the right person. Yeah, exactly. So you just you you get rich on tickets. So you have like. You get to the um, you get to the gift shop and you are now taking your tickets and you get to the gift shop and, and they don't have gummy worms there. Right. Like you wanted gummy worms. They don't have them there. They don't have like little plastic um, decoder rings. They don't have, you know, maybe like a, a pencil eraser. Right. You, but anyway, you didn't want that anyway because you could take out all the erasers in the store if you wanted to. But what they had instead was neo-Nazi propaganda posters. Right. Um, okay. Addy, are you a neo-Nazi? I'm I'm not a neo-Nazi. Okay, so. so that being the case, you don't really want if the entire store was filled with neo-Nazi posters, you wouldn't want <laughs> the posters, right? Yeah, I would. So now I'd be pretty disappointed. Yeah, so you're so the market, you're the market, and you are not buying okay. these posters, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, let's say. Someone uh, basically says you can't come to Chuck E. Cheese anymore because you're not buying our posters. Right. So are we talking right? about like regulation now? Like what's what? Do you yeah. Think so they ostracize you from Chuck E. Cheese. Like Chucky, you know, pulls out an Uzi and says, "Hey, ma'am, get out of here!" <laughs> right. 
Okay. I'd so like what, what do you out. propose? What do you propose we should do? Do you think <laughs> the rules of Chuck E. Cheese should allow this sort of shenanigans? I mean, no, I don't think so. I, so, I don't think. Yeah, no. Yes, you're against neo-Nazis, right? Well, Jimmy is for neo-Nazis. <laughs> yeah, I'm like against neo-Nazis. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if Jimmy and I would like be getting along. I think we were like fighting in another space the other day. So, um, yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm DPG. Against- I've never met you. Okay, that's maybe not true, Jimmy, here. but that's fine. Anyway. DPG, what's your I've never. I want to give a disclaimer. I've never spoken to this woman in my entire existence. And I refuse to acknowledge that I ever have. Steffi, why is he lying to us? He does this. Anyway, okay. DTG, um, what's your take on this situation? I, I had something to say, and, and that was 16 head spins ago. So yeah, honestly, sorry about that. At, uh, at, at this point, uh, yeah, I, I apologize. I'm willing, to listen, I'm willing to listen to anything related to real argument. Feel free to uh, uh, dial back the uh, discussion, DPG. Go ahead. No, no. I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm just at this point, I'm just trying to keep up, keep kind of bouncing back and forth. Jimmy tends to spice things up a little bit. Keeping up on Chuck E. Cheese and so forth. People who go to Chuck E. Cheese need to go back on the treadmill. That's my answer. Okay. Um, The market decides to take all of the equipment out of the gym. Uh, and close the gym down, right? Um, Jimmy's well, you know what? The gym owners are free to do that, but I think there's there's good business. I've heard that gyms are actually very good businesses. Yeah, but they're just going to exclude you from it. I definitely well, I did actually, learn the market decides. That one I, I definitely picked up. The market well, there decides. are very few things the market cannot do, right? So, for example, I always take the example of waste management. Um, people back in the day, they used to get paid for their waste. People don't know that. For example, if you're a restaurant, you had a lot of oil, you know, cooking oil. Obviously, you have to dump uh, old cooking oil. You actually got paid a lot of money because people would recycle that stuff back in the day. Uh, they would use it for all sorts of things like, you know, for example, their car, they you know, fuel the car that way. Um, and then, of course, government regulation said that waste management people had to come up and pick it up and then you need to pay taxes for that. And obviously the mafia got into this business. Um, that's just a small example. Uh, trees, for example, I always ask people, how do you make the cost of chickens and trees cheaper? Right. And the answer is you cut down more trees and you eat more chickens because then people grow more chickens and they grow more trees. And that's the great thing about capitalism. I, I think one great thing that I've noticed with Jimmy is he is a, a, a wizard at uh, 99% truth um, or, or close to it. Um, perfect example, restaurants still get paid for, for oil and not all garbage is because of taxes, you, you know, you don't pay taxes to have garbage removed. You pay garbage removal independent of taxes, which is sure uh, paper bro, recycling, though. <laughs> I don't even know what to say with that. Well, in your, yeah. for example, uh, you, get paid, you have to pay according to the amount of trash that you create. Um, I, I thought you said something about a, a paper round. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not sure what this guy's saying, but in most American states, if you have a lot of trash, people need to pick it up. And that is called, of course, a municipal trash uh, removal service. 
Um, a lot of places actually the, don't even have municipal trash services. So that's not super accurate. Most places on the East Coast, you actually have to pay a private company to come pick up your trash. Or that. Or a private company, which is usually the mafia. Addy, I've decided we need to put Jimmy on the list. Yeah, this is like, this is Jimmy. This is getting crazy. Jimmy, please follow Addy. Uh, <laughs> I would never follow any of you. Uh, Jimmy, <laughs> follow Addy. No, I refuse to. Jesus Christ. We need to get you laid because this is not good. <laughs> not to I have Jimmy, why don't you want to follow me? You I only follow great. people that have great tweets where I learn something. Um, my tweets are excellent, but um, I have to I have to agree they're pretty good. <laughs> Addy, Addy, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna follow you, I'm gonna unfollow you, and then I'm gonna follow you again. I got Jimmy's follow. Okay, perfect. I don't follow you. I'm not sure if you're following anyone. Jimmy, um, uh, are you married? Yes, I have many otter wives. Oh, here we go again. Oh, with the otters. Listen, um, uh, when's, what's the last movie you saw? Uh, Top Gun. Uh, like, but have you been to a nice restaurant lately? Um, yeah, I went to Michelin four weeks ago. Oh, that's nice. Uh, it, like, whereabouts? Chicago. Okay. Um, so, Wait, what uh, did you say? What was the Michelin? It was maybe Alinea, maybe not. Oh, I love Alinea. One of my faves, actually. What good taste. Okay, sorry. I'm not a big fan of getting food that you can't really predict. You didn't like Alinea? I've also been to Gagan when it was like an Indian version of Alinea based out of Bangkok before it got closed down. Um, okay, so, yeah, whatever. Seth, continue with what you're asking him. I can't believe he just implied Yeah, I'm just making, I'm making sure Jimmy's getting out a little bit, getting a little sun. I just want to say for the record, my favorite restaurant in the world is Joel Michel LTA in Paris. Thank you. Just got to make sure he's getting a little vitamin D and, you know, or a little sunlight or something, right? You, otherwise, like, people get a little delirious. You, you can't stay indoors all the time coding, Jimmy. This is not I'm good. I'm outside. I'm floating on the water, man. I'm eating some kelp as we talk. Oh, God. The, was it, what's with the, the otter cosplay <laughs> thing? Like, do you, What do you mean? You're is this, like like a, is the, is this a Comic-Con thing? thing? I've never been to Comic Con, but are you, you know, like are you like role playing as an otter? Like, do you like is this like a sexual thing or? Well, I just don't embrace human privilege. Oh, so so you're a furry? Is that what you're saying? No, I mean, um, I was born like this. Yeah, that seems like something a furry would say. Addy, describe uh, furry to me. Um, what 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 does that mean? Why, why would someone be called a furry? What's the story? So, like, difficult for me to say because I'm certainly not one, but my understanding is it's people that like to act like they're, like, animals, but it's, like, uh, the way I've seen it, it's, like, they'll wear, like, tails and stuff like that, but they're sort of dressed up as, like, anime animals almost, so it's, like, one step worse almost, like, they're just, like, sort of doubling the... Um, so I, I think it's your most, and then they go to yeah, conventions yeah. and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I, I Do you think know what I'm talking about at all, Seven? Ba basic level, I think it's 
it's, you know, people like to get dressed up in costumes, furry costumes, and have sex. Yeah, Other like people like, like take, full yeah, costumes, like, like yeah, full body yeah, like costumes. Full, yeah, like Mickey Mouse yeah, costumes. And, like, and then yeah, other people like take it a little further where it kind of becomes their life. And I think we may have figured out Jimmy. Yeah, we found one. And uh, DPG, you have like the like an echo back there that's unbelievable. But yeah, uh, yeah, what, it sounds what like you're in like a that? tunnel or something. I noticed that yeah. earlier. It sounds like it's he's weird. in like a, a like an animal cage or something. Something's going on back there. <laughs> um, well, we have to liberate our animal brothers who live under the oppression, under the heel of human privilege. And I won't stop. I will never stop until we have our own Caesar or Koba. Like in the film Planet of the Apes. There should be an otter chain okay. on Cosmos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't see why you don't have one. Maybe have some community spaces, do some AMAs. I think the lack of market forces. Uh, my suggestion is rather than building new chains, we should just build products that people need. People need otter products, like maybe like using the skin. I don't think they do right now. I think that they're going to have to hold off on that for a while until they recognize their own human privilege. Well, I was thinking of skinning you alive and wearing you like a hat. Well, let me just say this. This type of negative attitude leads to the power of misery, as I call it. Making people feel sad because you think that they will wear you as a hat. This I think not, he's, he, like, want, he wants to make you feel sad, though. Like, I don't think you're making him feel bad by saying that. Well, you know what? Otters have been oppressed for thousands of years. And, you know, a single human you say otters will not stop oppressed? us. Mm-hmm, that's correct. Oh, okay. That seems just... I'm not going to lie. I was getting case, a little but... nervous that we weren't going to talk about otters. And, and I'm starting <laughs> to feel relieved. I know, like, thank God, like, this conversation was really, like, taking, taking a turn for the worse, but here we are, so. Addy was like, we're here to change the world, but first we have to save um, the world from otters. <laughs> uh, back, uh, back, what's up? Uh, did you have a comment? No, dude, uh, I saw you guys had another space up, so uh, that last space was pretty fun with Coach. Seffi, this is Racist Monkey, remember? Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, Jimmy. Jimmy, uh, well, how are market forces going to deal with like racist monkeys? Um, well, if well, first off, we do live in the world of institutions, human institutions, and racism. Um, I think is legal if you think about it privately, but to use it against people uh, to discriminate, of course, is wrong and uh, leads to civil lawsuits. Civil lawsuits was what destroyed the KKK. It was a the use of institutions to sue people for, for damage, for liability. And that, of course, is one of the reasons why our society, is, the United States of America, is so fundamentally successful and great. It is a wonderful country because we can use, use this. Use this because we this. can sue people's asses? Is that what you're saying? Well, we have a court system, which I think is uh, actually quite a good court system compared to many countries. Um, I think I'm a very, I'm always impressed by Jimmy, uh, have you been to jury duty? Um, this otter has been to jury duty, yes. 
Um, I've been to jury duty. How about yourself, Addie? Um, I have been to jury duty when I was 18 um, and then I just turned 22 and I got called again. So what happened at jury duty? Like, did you see an interesting uh, case? Like, how did, it, how did it play out? Are you asking me or Jimmy over here? Uh, Addie, Addie, uh, you, because okay. if, if Jimmy gets into um, this, we'll be talking about otters forever. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know. He might have a more interesting story. I got dismissed pretty quickly my first time, hoping that's the case with the second time, too. What about you? Did you see, like, any interesting cases? Yeah, I saw, like, um, you know, there was this uh, there was this brawl at uh, this black club downtown. And uh, I guess it was, like, mostly um, uh, black customers. They're dancing. They're doing their thing. Next thing you know, some kind of brawl breaks out. And um, a bunch of white cops come in, I guess, because the club owner who happens to be black called them in and said, hey, these guys are, you know, you know, fighting each other, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, they came in to kind of break this fight up. And then this guy um, claims that uh, the uh, no, I'm sorry, that someone punches one of the police officers. So uh, the the police officer claims that um he was uh, smacked in the head by this, you know, one gentleman who is on, on trial there. Uh, and uh, there's kind of like an assault uh, charge being levied against this guy. And, you know, he could go to, you know, to prison or whatever. Um, everybody, like the cops and then, you know, had, you know, people had cell phones. There was like cameras all over the place. Like there's a camera on the cop, like a little chest camera or whatever you call those things. And none of the cameras caught this guy doing anything. So basically, even though this uh, cop got smacked a little bit, like nobody has clear, you know, he, he thinks this guy did it. He says he punched him out of nowhere, uh, but there's no actual like physical evidence. Right. So anyway, uh, the, 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 the thing played out, the lawyer for the, the, the black guy who's the, I guess, what do you call it? The defendant or whatever. Um, he basically, uh, tried to convince us all that, oh, this was like, you know, some sort of race brutality and this and that and the other thing. It was a pretty good jury there, you know, but most of the black members of the jury were like, this is bullshit. Um, the, uh, the, 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 um, you know, they're trying to race bait us to like benefit the black guy only because we're black. And so they did, they saw through that shit pretty good. Right. And, um, so then, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, like we all decided there's just no like physical evidence, uh, and it doesn't like warrant a random bar fight. Uh, doesn't warrant uh, putting this dude who otherwise has a really good, uh, you know, uh, he doesn't have any like prior history of anything in particular. They're just messing around at a bar. Maybe he's drunk. Who knows? Maybe it happened. Maybe it didn't. But there's no proof. We let him go. We're like, whatever. We're not putting this dude in prison for this shit. Stupid. That's how mine played out. Does that make sense? I, I was the jury yeah, foreman on that one, too, which is interesting. Oh, wow. It's an important role. Um, I feel like even if it's like, even if he did do that, I don't know, maybe this is a controversial opinion, but I'm like, I don't know. I mean, like, you can't take, like, a slap or, like, a punch. Like, is it really that big of a deal? I'm not saying it's going to, like, go around assaulting people, but, like, come on. I'm with like, you. you're a cop. Like, yeah, really? I'm with you. Exactly. Like, exactly. It's like a bar fight. Like, this is so dramatic. So. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you, too. But I think what it is is, like, the problem is, is that if you allow, like, you know, cops to be hit, the problem sure. is they'll have to deal with it all the time. And then they have to like then escalate an arms race of like hitting everybody to kind of avoid <laughs> getting hit. Yeah. So that it's important. But at the same time, I was like, what a year in prison. Get out of here. Get yeah. Like the of legality here. of it Ridiculous. makes sense. Like I get, you have to like have boundaries and, you know, draw the line somewhere, but 
yeah, I wouldn't want to like throw somebody in jail for, you know, maybe being a little too drunk and screwing up, but yeah, going to prison over this was, yeah, <laughs> that's like, especially crazy. for someone that's like, uh, I forget what the guy did for a living, but it was pretty, uh, it was pretty, uh, you know, normal and admirable shit. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but the point is like, the, it, like it, whatever. It just wasn't, uh, it, the, I guess the prosecution in my mind went for a little bit too much as far as like punishment mm-hmm. too, which is going to give you pause. Anyway, the, I don't know. Uh, uh, Jimmy came in, he kind of derailed the discussion. And, uh, so no, anyway, you en- <laughs> so do you enjoy your freedoms as an American? <laughs> Who are you asking? Oh, just you. Like, do, oh. do you, but yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, I, I don't think I'd necessarily I'm not like planning on jumping ship and moving anywhere anytime soon. So Oh, so you're not moving to Russia? <laughs> no, I'm not moving to Russia. Um, especially not right now. But like, yeah, I mean I like I'm I'm I like living in America. I don't know. Okay. So you're not do moving you like to- do you like living in America? Yeah yeah, you but you're not gonna go and like pick up a gun and fight in Ukraine or something? No, I don't know how to like use a gun, so I think so you're not a freedom fighter. No, I mean I don't I don't have like any like you know huge like I'm I'm not like one way or the other I don't really care but um I just you know I'm not really big up here in Massachusetts to like, So you're you're saying like if I were to put like a little Ukraine flag in my um oh, next to my name on Twitter we were talking about guns. Okay. Yeah, like if I were to put a Ukraine flag on my um like profile on Twitter, you think <laughs> it would like that would help the Ukraine? Maybe they'll get freed. Oh yeah, like I think like all these people with Ukraine flags, like you're like like that's gonna help more than anything else. So I don't know. I think we should all be putting Ukraine flags in our bio. You know, saying like whatever Slava Ukraine, and that's gonna be what sort of like saves them. Um, nothing else, you know, it's, it's like, the, it's like the Facebook crowd that like is against, uh, like that they, they, they're like against everything, like child molesters. Yeah. It's child like against, when you're like against like human trafficking, like you just need to say I'm against human trafficking. And then like a human trafficker drops dead. That's actually like how it works. Yeah. It's like a voodoo um, doll, right? Just go to, go yeah. to like New Orleans, <laughs> go to like the little corner of the French quarter where they have the little voodoo dolls. Right. Find yourself like a little, uh, what do you call that? A, like a witch doctor, shaman, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck, right? You get yourself a doll. And next thing you know, like a uh, child molester drops dead somewhere. Yeah, that's like actually like what Facebook. happened to Epstein. Somebody just like was like, I don't like him. And, you know, oh, he's maybe gone. the internet, maybe the internet just manifested the killing of <laughs> Epstein, right? Like everyone's like, we like, want him dead. We want him dead. And then boom, he's then just gone. He's gone. Yeah, he's that's gone. Like, yeah, it works. That's how I think it works, actually. Um, anybody else have any? any thoughts on being an American or uh, manifesting <laughs> or uh, anything back, else? Uh, what's, what are your thoughts on this uh, dialogue? Do you think, uh, you think we're making any progress? Radio silence. Yeah. Back, I don't know where he went. Um. Um, <laughs> hey, S test, you're like, you know, making little cute little laughing emojis. Get up here so we can fuck with you. And Chris, the cat, um, get over here so we can like figure out if you uh, like what values you have. Yeah. Maybe- Chris, you especially need to get up here because I really like cats and like I'm loving the profile picture. Um, yeah. So Addie is a cat, there, by the way. She has yeah, her own. I just looks sort of like Chris. <laughs> I 
just posted a picture of my cat tonight if anyone wants to go check it out. No. Um, nobody wants to see a picture of your cat, no. Abby. Um, we, okay, thanks, Sephi. We don't. Appreciate we don't, it. We don't want to see your cat. <laughs> okay, who is the... I just realized I can't kick people. No, I was going to say I'm going to kick you. But. No, he brought me up for a reason. I'm the only one. I'm oh, going to make her co-host so she can kick you. <laughs> yeah. Good. I'll come back some other way. <laughs> What's going on? Pretty intense. Huh? All right, Estes. Yeah. Um, so you want to you want to see like the cosmos be a uh, a free um, group of chains, right? Like, do you, do you have an ethos? Do you have like, are you an authoritarian? Do you want to be a dictator? What do you want to be? No, I, I mean, I don't want to be a dictator. I, I see the purpose of dictatorship, but I I don't really believe in it. So. It's, what, what if what if um, we we made the cosmos into a dictatorship and we made Addy the dictator? <clears throat> well, that would be they'd have a lot of responsibility, kind of like what you guys were talking in the beginning, right? And I think it just wouldn't work out. To be honest, I don't really know uh, too much. May, about maybe big big guys trying to say something. Maybe big guy wants to be a dictator. Yeah. How about Wait, Sophie, did you look at his profile before you accepted him? Um, yeah, that's exactly why I accepted him. <laughs> okay. I'm new, so I just wanted to say hey. Oh, hey, big guy. How are you doing? Would you like to be dictator of the cosmos? Uh, uh, I just wanted to, you know, come up here and see what y'all was talking about. <laughs> um, what's the, what's, yeah what's the what's the clinical significance of the the picture in your profile is it uh like it, is this like an anatomy lesson what are we looking at here oh my profile picture yeah it's like describe yeah, your your header picture what's going on there um, no, so that was a time where you know twitter was different for me you know because everybody was posting you know the Everybody I don't know if I do now. But... Is, is that educational content? When I first started my Twitter, everybody was posting new pictures and stuff like that. So, you know, I just never, I just never changed it up, and I just, I just kept it up there. You know what I mean? Because I was following a different crowd back then. You're old school, brother. <laughs> you are old yeah. school. I, I, I miss certain crowds, I guess. Nah, my, my, my Twitter page, I used to follow, you know, porn stars and, you know, stuff like that. And I kind of fell off on Twitter, but then I kind of jumped back on and I just never changed anything. And then now that these groups are out now that y'all have now, and I'm like, well, shit, let me jump back on Twitter, you know, be a part of something again. Yeah, I mean, I think you should keep it, to be honest. Oh, like, staying sort of true to your... I'm not going to... I'm not gonna change it at all. You know, who don't like who don't like anal beads? That's all I say. What's an anal bead between friends? You know? Do you mind if I always Wait, say that again. Uh, he wants to copy your banner. Oh yeah, I want to copy that. You, you can copy anything on my profile. You feel me? Don't go too deep though. Yeah, Addy's gonna start retweeting you from now on, big guy. Um, yeah, I will. It'll make my followers really happy. So, I mean, actually, uh, big eye, uh, tell us about like the uh, early days of Twitter when you could post anything you wanted to. I mean, it was fun. Yeah, tell us about these porn stars. Like, we want to hear. I mean, back when I started Twitter, you know, it was fun. It wasn't no limitation on what you could post, and 
you know, it wasn't no shame upon anything that you put up here. So, you know, we used to get the best of the best and the worst of the worst, you know, with some of these pictures and videos. And some of the people I follow, they still post, you know what I mean, nudity and, and videos and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And this is like the only only social media platform where you don't really get banned unless somebody reports you, you know what I mean? But they ain't, they ain't really doing it on Twitter. So it was definitely fun, you know, meeting up with some of the people and, you know, watching how they live their life and, you know, the partners that they with. And, you know, just to see people live a life and have a fun and being grown folks, you know what I mean? Because one thing about the internet to me is you should be able to express yourself however you want to. But then again, we got kids that's joining you know, platforms that adults are on adults pronounce their adults. Oh, so, so you're, so you're, yeah, I see what you're saying. You're, you're cool with like, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, um, eating out, um, you know, like some nice girl, but you don't want kids watching that. Right? I mean, I, I don't want kids watching it because one thing that I, that I grew up on is, you know, kids should be in a kid's place and adults should be in an adult's place. But at the same time, it's like kids and adults are merging on, you know, social media, video games and everything like that. So us as an adult, we got to censor ourselves and, you know, to make sure that kids don't grow up too fast or get into something they're not supposed to be into or, you know, trying things that they see on the Internet because the Internet is very, you know, they influence a lot. So. No, nah, I, I definitely don't want no kids, you know, I mean, to see the stuff that I post and, you know, the people that I follow. So I try to keep those separate. That's why I kind of fell off, you know. Um, yeah. Big guy, maybe, you know, you've been you've been out for a bit, but like, are you into uh, are you into crypto a little bit? I mean, I, I, I peeped into it a couple of times, but, you know, nah, I ain't really I ain't really like explored that much to like get into it or took an interest in it. You know, I'm still trying to get this regular money. Yeah, like so. Here's the thing, like um, Addie and uh, some of her team, right? They're building a protocol. Uh, we call them protocols on uh, in crypto, right? Right. And and what she's building is is like a, a system where you can go onto a website, right? Think of it like uh, like like maybe like uh, Uber, right? Like you know, if you go on your Uber app and you get a taxi, right? But the difference here is like you could go onto the app and you can hire uh, like kind of a, an assassin. And like, let's say you have like a child molester, maybe like someone that kidnaps children, right? You can just hire somebody just off the internet, right? And, and like, you could be a like, for example, uh, you could be a you know, uh, you know, Uber driver in this situation, right? And you could basically get paid to go and take out some child molester and like recover the the stolen child. Would you be up for that? Like, are you sign me up? You hear me? Sign me up. I wanted to join SWAT anyway, but you know my. You know they they didn't they didn't want to hire me. So then I also tried to apply for uh, the cash trucks, you know, Brinks on um, security, but they didn't want to hire me. I mean, I like the dangerous jobs, you know what I mean. And to do stuff like that, you know, chase down pedophiles and chase down kidnappers to retrieve a kid, I love to do that job. Just don't punish me for when I, you know, I put hands on them. You know, that's that's all. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we have to work that out. But I mean, uh, our thinking is is that maybe, like, for example, sometimes kids get taken and they get taken to other countries, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, but you know, you've seen like you've probably seen like what Mission Impossible Six. Have you seen that before? Uh, no, I ain't seen that yet. Um, have you seen uh, what's that? Uh, Denzel Washington in that movie Fire. Fire? I don't think I saw that either. The, uh, in, I think it's in the line of fire or whatever. Anyway, man on fire. I'm sorry, man on fire. Sorry. 
Anyway, so in man on so basically, like if someone were to take one of your kids, right? It doesn't matter where in the world they are. You're gonna go fuck them up. Am I right? Ain't no questions. Ain't no questions. I don't need no passport at that point because ain't nobody gonna be able to stop me. I don't care what type of army you got. I got four kids. I got a 19 year old daughter, a 15 year old daughter. I got 11 year old daughter, and I got a 12 year old son. And I'm just saying, can't nothing on this planet stop me from getting to my kids. Like I don't care what type of guy. I don't. You'd probably take your 19 year old uh, and help you, probably, right? No. No, no, no. You just go bring them back yourself, huh? Correct. You know, I call I call some of the people that I know, you know, some of the people that I grew up with and some of the people that I got to know over the years. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you could get onto a website, right, and that you could even check their resume and everything, right? Like, okay, um, yeah, this this guy's legit. You know, he's he's brought back a few kids. You know, he like maybe you push a few more buttons and you can like supply him with like a little uzi or a glock or something right you you gotta have like we need uh these kinds of things in blockchain and crypto space uh we we feel like that's where it's going right 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 we definitely need stuff like that in place you know what i mean because yeah i mean but trying to get a kid from overseas i mean even the own government won't do it you know so it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of hard to travel across country but I think it's. I think it could be done, though. You know, I, mean? I think it should be done. Let's, let's, get, be. let's get. Yeah, well, we're good. gonna be like funding it, though. Like, like people will fund it, so you don't need to worry about any of that. You're just like doing the um, assassinating or the like taking back of the children. Oh. I mean, I can yeah, and, and if some government says, you know, uh, you know, don't uh, rescue the kidnapped children then we'll just call them out on it, right? So that's that's no problem. Yeah, we're right. going to like put them on Twitter and say, look at this government that doesn't want to save the children. And like, you know, Twitter cancels people. So it's pretty easy to... Sign me up. Now, I do have a question on that, though. Yeah. So so let's let's say that, you know, somebody, kid, somebody kidnapped a kid, and let's say that, you know, they located in Texas. And if I go to get the kid, you know, with all the ammo and ammunition and firearms and everything and all my tactics that I got, if I go get this this kid and the kidnapper put up a fight and I got to put him down, am I covered? Yeah, well, in Texas, you are, yeah. Yeah, it's Texas. On, you don't on, need to worry about that at all. In any state, you know what I mean? What like, is if it, I, um, stand it, your uh, ground in Texas? Is that what it is? Like, you're no, good. no, no, no. I just use Texas, but I'm just saying in any state or or whenever I go to do the job, if I actually have to put the kidnapper down, am I covered? Yeah, well, all you got to do is, let's say you got a sniper rifle, right? And you take out some terrorist or you take out, uh, let's say, maybe a kidnapper, right? All you got to do is just plant a gun in his hand and put it next to him, right? Good. Yeah, you did. Did we talk Xville yet? I'm not sure uh, if we heard anything about Xville. So. DPG. It sounds like you're in a massive. <laughs> Where town, are dude. you? Oh my DPG, god! It's like, getting it worse. It really is uh, crazy. I don't even know. Sounds to like officially. Yeah. No, but I, where I, are I, you I, actually? I, like, can you tell us? Like, wh- I, I am on a phone with the microphone attached to it. Yeah, the, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna rug and come back to the work. 
All right, you'll be all right. Okay. <laughs> Let's, Chris with the cat. Um, Chris, um, what's your take on this uh, vigilante uh, thing? Would you participate in this? Um, I literally have no opinion on this topic, unfortunately. I'll just see for the cat tool. Wait, you don't have any opinion on kidnapped children? What are you? Yeah, what are you a, no. What are you a freak? What the hell? <laughs> I just think it's a bizarre topic to be chatting about, really. Yeah, because you're not. You you're not. Also, there. sound like you're like in a weird location. Uh, I'm actually in the pool in my hotel pool, just listening to you guys oh. carry on. It's quite funny. I'm enjoying it at the moment. Um. Yeah, we think that you're a little uh. weird that you don't care about kids, but. Whatever, so Chris, um, are you oh, picking up the a, kids, but just the um, topic of conversation? That's all. What's going on, up, Are you picking up a girl to take home at the bar, or what's happening there? <laughs> no, no, I'm here for training, Muay Thai. I'm in Wait, Thailand at the moment. You're training in uh, Thailand, doing what? Like little mixed martial arts, or what's going on down there? Yeah, a bit of Muay Thai. Muay Thai. Really? That's that's really what you're there for. Exactly what I'm here for. Yeah. So, are you, well, the market's so, a, bear, a bear market, so you know, I'm just waiting for it to turn. There's nothing much to do, so why not try? So, in Thailand, I heard there's like these uh, underground like pit fighting rings, right? Like, uh, I'm sure Estes and Big Eye have heard about these things. Like, so what they have is like this sport, right? Where you it's like, you know, like there'll be like, uh, a, you know, for example, the Chinese will send like maybe a little uh hong kong you know fighter into the ring and then like uh, he'll fight like a little japanese guy and he's doing karate right and then you'll have like a, then like, like that guy will kill the other guy and then next thing you know he's got to fight against brazilian jiu-jitsu and all that right and then like you know there'll be a guy from like france come in with some kind of french fucked up stuff and you have some accent you probably like you know have some like special skills or maybe like uh mi6 taught you how to like you know, fight with like maybe pistol whipping people or something, right? You've heard of these blood sports. Everyone's sending heart emojis. They've heard about this shit, right? So you go into this no, thing, right? Uh, and you're basically just in there, just punching the shit out of each other, right? I, I, big guy, would you go see this guy in action in the in the pit fighting rings of Thailand? Yeah, I'll go see it. That I'll sounds amazing, right? Big guy, would you fight him in the pit fighting rings of Thailand too? Hell yeah, I'll fight him. Oh, great. Uh, Chris, um, you've got a contender here. Yeah, it sounds like I need to do train a bit more for this guy. Seems a bit beefy. Chris, are I'm you Australian? I mean, if y'all look at my profile, I mean, I'm, yes, I'm, I am. I'm safe, but, you know, fight has been a part of my life since since day one. Now, I grew up with fighting. That's, that's all we did in the hood, to be honest. You sound like a street fighter. Exactly right. What about, what about your banner? Is that what you did in the hood, too? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> hey, uh, big guy. You know I have a lot of fighting skill too, right? Um, back in my hood, we used to have this place um, where, like, you'd go and you play this game called Street Fighter Two. Have you played that? I play Street Fighter. Yep. Yeah, remember that? Like, uh, you got like Chun Li, and you got like Shorayu Ken, and all that shit. Right. Yeah, that's the extent of my fighting skill. Nah, see. I'm from, I'm from Norfolk, Virginia. You know what I mean. And um, oh yeah, I was just up in Norfolk uh, like last week. Yeah, sweet. Now nah, it won't, it won't really bad though. You know, but we always, the neighborhood always kept us tough. You know what I mean? Because one thing that I noticed growing up, you can raise your kids however you want to raise them, but the neighborhood 
it's going to have an influence on your kids. So growing up, we ain't had no choice but to fight because that was the time back then. You know, you get mad, you fight it out, and you, you dap up after you're done, and y'all going about to have been a lot of fought. Plenty of my friends that I'm still cool with to this day. You know, it was just the time period that I lived in, you know. It was all tough love back then, but it was love. Yeah, but, let, let me you give know, you an example, big guy. Uh, like, I was in, you tell me if I was justified, okay? Mm-hmm. So I was, uh, so uh, you've ever, you ever played, you ever played Capture the Flag? Capture the Flag? Yeah, like where, uh, so each team has a flag and they plant it in the ground, right? And you have to, each team has a flag. You have to go to their side, grab their flag and take it out and then get back to your side of the, the game, right? Yeah, it's I, like, it's a, I played that on Call of Duty, but no, I never in real Yeah, life. Like, like that. It's like on Call of Duty, but like in real life, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're supposed to just plant the flag in the ground and like, you know, this one kid, he decided he was going to tie the thing like with a knot to a metal pole. So I'm like, dude, you can't tie the fucking thing to a metal pole because, like, you know, I can't get the flag off. This is unfair. So he said, well, whatever. Fuck you, right? So so I popped him in the face, and he went down. This is fifth grade. Uh, and, like, do you think I was justified? <sighs> yeah, but no. Yeah, but no. You know, the yeah part is me agreeing to it but the no part is you know if all y'all friends with each other y'all all playing you know you just call the group together and be like hey look i don't think he playing fair i think he's cheating it's hard to get the flag because you know he he's tying it up the way it's impossible to get it and run real fast i mean it's both ways you could have handled it but me i say yeah it was i mean don't cheat in the game well i mean you know the, the teachers the principals and all that they made they they put us in detention they made us shake each other's hand and be friends after that after that, like we were cha- we were exchanging like mixtapes and all that shit, right? So we yeah. were friends after that, though. I didn't know him before that. I mean, sometimes situations like that do build friendships. But yeah, I I, I feel you on that. Yeah, well, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have sucker punched them though. I think. I mean, why not? Life is about learning. Yeah, he learned a lesson, all right. Did you learn a lesson? Mm, well, my hand hurt afterwards, so yeah, I'm not going to punch anybody ever again after that. And you, that gained, you gained a friend, though, right? Seppi, yeah. that's the only time you've ever punched someone yeah. in your entire life was in fifth grade? Uh, yeah, after that, uh, nobody messed with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fifth grade, I wish that was my only fight. Because I set an example, right? After that, it was like, whoa, 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 this guy's fucking crazy. Let's not mess with him, right? So you're like you're like twenty twenty whatever, and like they still remember from fifth grade, like word got around. Don't mess with Seffy. Even um, no, by that time later. I had like like you know an entourage of nerds, so like it didn't you know oh. it wasn't like in other words if someone when someone's you're gonna in your twenties you did yeah so if someone's going to come attack me like you'd have to go through like you know seven six or seven eight nerds right. Like yeah, a you're gonna have to go nerds. through like these four developers over here and these four like little nerdy doctors or whatever. But okay. yeah, by that age, I was actually a practicing physician. What are you gonna do? Come and like punch a doctor in the hospital? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> in a military um, hospital, that, that even makes less sense, <laughs> right? I, I guess, I guess not. <laughs> I wish I, I wish that was that's all I had to worry about growing up was nerds. My life yeah. would have been so much better. Right. What kind of what kind of shit went down in your neighborhood, I? Man, it ain't the shit that went down in my neighborhood. It's the shit that I got into. You know. 
Yeah, yeah but why'd you like? Why'd you drive yourself into that 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 direction? I mean, back in my my early teenage years, you know, seventeen, eighteen, you know, I had a cousin who joined the gang, and um, he became a blood. So he didn't want to be in there by himself. You know what I mean? That was my favorite cousin. You know what I mean? So I'm like, fucking, I ain't gonna let you go out that. I ain't gonna let you go out like that. So I joined with him. You know, I got jumped in, you know, and then I became a blood myself. I done, I done read all the information. I done, I done memorized everything that I had to memorize. I had to carry the flag. I had to carry the guns. And, you know, I knew it was wrong at the time. I knew I shouldn't have done it, but I couldn't leave my family member hanging like that, though, you know. So Oh, I they had a it. handbook. They had a handbook. You had to memorize, like, some yes. signs and everything. You got to remember the signs. You got to remember your knowledge. You got to remember your 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 prayer. You got to remember everything. But you're everything. not recommending your kids become bloods now, are you? Oh, fuck no. Fuck no. No. What do you want your kids to become? I want my kids to become whatever they want to become, but positive, you know? Be positive at everything you do, you know. Do something that's going to make you money and not enemies. Yeah, like fix up your community, in other words. I mean, if they want to, sure. I'm, I'll stand behind my kids 100%, but my um, my 19-year-old, you know, her her boyfriend in the military, and they moved to North Carolina, so she, she doing her life doing that. She got a job. My 15-year-old, she want to be an artist. My, my son, he want to... Um, he want to do live streaming on video games, and my uh, my youngest daughter she want to be a veterinarian. Wow, uh, they all have like really interesting uh, ideas going on. Correct. I mean, I, I teach my kids that you know having a job is cool. You know, it's it's something that you start off as a teenager, but at the same time, your job is to get you in the field of working and communicating and building skills. You know what I mean? But the, but work for a career instead of a job your whole life. You know. Make a company instead of working for a company. Yeah, my my little one said, you know what? He wanted to go and like get a job at Chick Fil A, so he can make money to go out with his friends. I said, no, go wash my car. Oh, so sure. go and like learn some like Python programming, right? And then you know, like I'll pay you to like go out with your friends. I mean, but working at Chick Fil A, I mean, it's it's still skill sets that he can learn working at Chick Fil A, though. Yeah, you're right. I, I you know, feel like working, I probably should send it, though. People, working amongst other people. And I mean, it, it builds skills, you know what I mean? And then when he want to get into what you want to get into, he got a little bit of work ethic already in him. Yeah, you got good points. I, I think, see, I'm I'm divided on that one, though, because I got to figure out where he spends his time and everything, right? Right. Yeah, it's, um, it's always study, tough. I think Chick-fil-A is a good start. My brother he was working at chick-fil-a when he was like 15 now he's in the military so you know so will he uh like for example if i went down to like the drive-thru and i asked for like a number three which i think is the uh spicy chicken sandwich mm-hmm. uh, if daddy if i went to the drive-thru would he give me a few extra like pickles and maybe like uh, a couple extra french fries well unfortunately he's like at like basic training so he's not there anymore but um, if you were like, oh, I know Addy, I'm sure maybe he would, could, like, hook you up, you know? I mean, oh, they're all about, like, customer service there, so. Big guy, uh, you might want to mute that mic between chatting because it's giving a lot of feedback. Well, yeah. I, just, I just lit my cigarette. That was oh, it. Okay. Yeah, don't you don't want to smoke, man. That'll shorten your lifespan a lot. I'm a lung doctor, I know. 
Yeah, Sevy's gonna have a freak out. Don't tell him that. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna like, lose it on this space. I don't want to see you in a hospital under my care. <laughs> I hope I never come to your hospital under your care, but at the same time, my career is armed security and it's a stressful ass job. So Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where are you where are you what are you securing? Money. Oh, you're working for what? Brinks or something? I wish I was. No, nah, I work for I work for a small casino. Oh really? Well, uh, where, where, where in New Jersey or something? Virginia. Oh, they have casinos there. I mean, they they skill game rooms. You know, what I mean, little skill game rooms. But it's definitely a lot of them out here. Everywhere Wait, you what's, turn. What's a skill game room? A skill game room is the legal terminology that they use to bypass the system to open up these so-called cafes, but it's gambling. That's all it is. It's gambling on computers and gambling on stand-up machines. Oh, no shit. Yeah, it's like, I don't know if y'all got queen machines where y'all at. Well, the only, thing y'all I, at? the only thing I got near me is a Chuck E. Cheese. You know, you know what that is? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's got like a dancing rat. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 from the United States, you know. But yeah, okay. well, I don't know. I didn't know if they had Chuck E. Cheese anymore near you because that fucking place, it's not very good. I mean, they had it when I was younger, but no, they ain't got it. I mean, they still got a couple of Chuck E. Cheese over here, but it's the new rat, the little skinny one, not the oh. not the big one from back in the day. Oh, they want to make people like thinner and shit, and they want to make it make you look like it's a healthy rat, maybe. Well, what they did was the um. The old, the old Chuck E. Cheese mascot, you know, got boring a little bit. So what they did was they try to make him younger to gravitate to the kids these days. But you know, kids these days don't want no Chuck E. Cheese. It's too well, slow. Chucky was fucking scary, first of all. But like, you know, you know what they did in my Chuck E. Cheese? They're like, oh, we're gonna make this healthy, and they put like salad. It's got like like lettuce there now. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's not very good salad too. It's shitty salad dressing, but you know, whatever. I'm sorry. Happy, how often are you going to this Chuck E. Cheese to know that? <laughs> well, I mean, is enough. that where you are right now? Are you like actually at the Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah, I mean that's where the video games are. Right. Okay. You don't play video games at Chuck E. Cheese. No. <laughs> wait, wait. What do you? How do you play video games, big guy, these days? I got. I know I got a I got an Xbox. I'm a I'm an Xbox man, but at the same time we have uh we have arcade rooms over here. Okay, so like do you play Call of Duty like to keep your uh your aiming skills honed, right? It's like a simulation. No, I play for the fun of it, you know. But, oh, I mean, oh. but you have to carry a weapon on the job, right? Doesn't that keep you like maybe like keep your mind sharp, little your right? No, no, not at all. Not at all. So you got you got to go to the range to practice shooting too. Absolutely, absolutely. So you're saying like kids fucking around in video games? That's not good enough to like get a security job. No, 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 not at all. That's like that's like trying to practice your driving test on a driving game. It's not the same. Oh, that's a good point. That's a really good analogy. I play I play Call of Duty. You know, just for the fun of it. You know what I mean? It's it's just a game to me. I don't I don't bring it into my real world. I don't bring it into my everyday life. I don't think that it can help me in my everyday life. It's just entertaining. Yeah, like I you know, if uh, I remember uh this kind of dates me, but like I 
I remember back in Need for Speed 2 when it came out. That was a great game. So the McLaren F1 was like this rad car, right? And I was really good at it. I, I won all the, the, the racing and everything, and I thought I'd be like really good at the driver's test, but that didn't work out. I actually had to study the manual after that. You can't be serious. Yeah, the the driver's license, the guy, the driver's, uh, what do you call it, Ed or DMV or whatever the fuck. Like he was like, yeah, you like you cannot learn driving from a video game. That's why. That's why I was asking about the Call of Duty. Like maybe it like helps you, you know, aim or you know, like keep your hand-eye coordination skills up or some shit like that, right? No, it is. It don't. It don't. Not at all. Not at all. Steffi, do, like, are you playing pulmonary lung doctor video games? Like, why? <laughs> no, that's probably why they didn't have that at the training, right? Mm. They, yeah, that's because, why. like, yeah, you got to actually have real people and stuff, I suppose. I mean, I guess. Like, I, don't, I don't think it's that much different than Call of Duty as a training for, you know, shooting people or whatever. Yeah. What other games are on Xbox lately? Um. I don't, I don't know. The games that I play is Call of Duty Black Ops 2 for the zombies, but I play that with my kids. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, Rocket League, I play that with my kids. Oh, I play Rocket League a little bit. Wait, my um, stepsister's nationally ranked on Rocket League. She's like, she does that as a career. <laughs> I smoke her boot. She, oh, I feel like maybe maybe not. She's actually really good. She's one of the only like ranked women. I don't know shit about it, but like I'll go up to bat for her. Oh, she's like a she's like a Rocket League super oh, she, nerd. Yeah, ninja. she's like a fucking like weirdo, but <laughs> I mean, she's so cool. I mean, anybody can be the best until they meet the best. That's all I say. No, I ain't not to go. I'm just good at the game, but I <laughs> the guy's no, like, I, I ready to play your sister. Go. He's like, what's her, you know, what's her gaming address? I'm gonna no, let me like even, set it up or whatever. She probably is the best though, to be honest. You know what I mean? But all I say is I give her a competition. You know what I mean? I can work for her money. Okay. Hey, uh, big guy, uh, yeah, you're you're uh, maybe your son can do a Twitch stream of this. Maybe. Yeah, she can like show him like he wants to be a, a streamer, right? Is his job? That's that's what he do. She can show him how to. I bought my son a cell phone. Well, my son got a cell phone, man, and you know, I always tell my kids in the morning, you know, you take care of what you got to take care of. You make sure your chores is done, and the rest of the day is yours, you know. And when I say he spend the rest of the day on that phone, I have to force my kids to go outside to play. I don't. I don't see how they do it, man. I I looked at his time on his phone, like his screen time. He pulls 16 hours on the phone. I don't even pull 16 hours at work. Yeah, you definitely don't want to check our phones. You got to. Yeah, you, you wouldn't. You got <laughs> to uh, check the parental controls on his on his phone, dude. Do a family share. He's got an mm-hmm. iPhone. No, oh, no, don't do that. Come on. No, you got. He's fine. Well, he's, he's, there, like he's got it. But we, we have, you have kids, K, whatever your name is. I mean, I don't have kids, so I shouldn't be speaking, but do you have kids? Yeah. Yeah, I got a daughter. Oh. Six, and I got a son. He's one. Of so, course. All these parents. Come on, guys. It's not that big of a deal. Let, let the kids do what they want. Addie, the other day when you were out, um, tra- you know, hanging out in Boston and stuff, 
you were supposed <laughs> to go home with a man so that uh, you'd have kids too one day. Oh, was that the reason I was going home with them? Or I don't know, but like Listen, like Sophie, Estes here, he's got like a any, six, any man Estes has a six year old and a one year old already. I don't know what you're doing. Well, how old is he? I don't know, probably like twenty one. Thirty thirty six. Yeah, yeah, fuck off, Steffi. I'm only Jesus, Estes, you're old. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad you said um, that because you know I feel kind of felt bad about mine. Glad I'm the only one in my thirties. Nah, dude, we're good. Everybody else sound kind of young up here. No, I promise you. Yeah. Like, don't worry about that. Yeah. But no, parental control, I had that on my kid's phone, man. But my son, he a genius, man. Like, the phone locks automatically at 7 o'clock, and it unlocks automatically at 7 in the morning. What my son did was, right when it got to 7 o'clock, he would change the time zone so that the family link won't recognize what time it was. So his phone never locks. And that's how he was able to play on his phone after bedtime. So you gave him a pat on the back and said, uh, you, <laughs> you, you, you took off the controls, right? No, 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 no. My other two daughters, my two daughters, they still got it on their phone. What I did with his <laughs> That's not fair. Yeah, he was creative though, right? Wait, big guy, I think you need to get your son, listen, like when they start doing shit like this, you need to get your son in like a coding boot camp or something. I'm being serious. Like... Like being a little sneaky, like get him doing something like that. It's not hard to learn. That'll set him up for success. You know, you want me to tell you what I did? Sure. I told my son when I when I caught him when I because I I get off work two o'clock in the morning. Like now, I'm just now getting home. You know, so I came home one night. His room light was on. I pulled up in front of the house. He cut it off. I went in. I pretend like I didn't pay anything any mind. I normally do my, my, you know, my rituals, you know, do what I do. And then I bust in his room, you know, went straight to his phone. Why is the phone hot? You know, then I opened it up and I seen the apps that he was on. And I'm like, how's you on your phone? And it's supposed to be locked. So he wound up telling me. So I'm like, oh, okay, okay. So you, you find a way around the system. All right. So since you don't want to buy by our rules, why do I got to pay for a phone for you if you're not going to, if you're not going to do what we say? So. Oh my I god! Told him, I told him to meet me on the back porch, and uh, tell him brought his phone. I brought a hammer and I made him smash the phone with the hammer. Holy shit! Are you and being I made serious? Him throw the phone in the trash. Wow. Yes, I'm dead ass. I'm not gonna pay for a phone, and you gonna disobey me and not listen to what I say. You're not gonna listen to my rules. You don't deserve. A phone. But he'll but listen he'll next time with that phone. Big, big guy, you did t- you did get the phone though, and then take it and return it back to Apple and get a gift card, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, you, uh, no. Big guy, let me tell you what you do next time, right? Next time you have a situation where you break one of these things, right? You just take that broken phone into Apple, and you say, "I don't even know what happened. The the damn thing just fucking ruptured, right?" And I'm pretty sure they'll give you your money back. Well, only if he's under warranty. Otherwise, he's gonna have to have Apple Care. I definitely appreciate y'all thinking with Apple, but I'm with Android. Oh, then so, you're fucked. Yeah, you Galaxy over here. That's what, I'm not. I won't worry about the money. I won't worry about the money at all. You know. That's I, cool. No, I appreciate. You know, but that's why your son was able to change his, you know, his time zone. So. Okay. <laughs>
<laughs> rules and regulations that you have to follow, even out through life as an adult. You know what I mean? They got speed limits that we should follow, but some of us don't. And we get penalized when we don't follow these rules. You know what I mean? Same thing for kids. They got to follow the rules. Otherwise, otherwise, you get penalized. Now, I ain't beat them. I don't do all of that. You know, I just take away the thing that they love the most. I feel like you kind of got a pretty good understanding of the law because some of the drama in you in your younger years, huh? Oh, y'all to get my ass whooped. You're me. Yeah, I like what'd you, what'd your dad? What'd your dad have to do with you? You're a troublemaker. Was I? Man, I was in school detention more than I was in regular classes. Yeah, I've been in detention a lot too. No, detention suspended. I used to want to get detention, then I would get to Saturday school, and then I would get suspended, right? Hey, yo, Saturday like, school is the fucking best. Do you hear me? Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, fuck you. Saturday Wait, school. What the hell is the matter best. with you guys getting detention and Saturday? What the fuck? So, what were you doing when you were younger? You feel me? And I'm going to tell you why Saturday school is the best. Now, if y'all look at my profile, y'all know I'm built different. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you get Saturday detention. Yeah, you're a big guy. There's only you, the other students that got Saturday detention, and one teacher inside this whole entire school. So, you use your creativity. You use your creative mind. What you do is, if I got Saturday detention, I would convince a girl that I like to get Saturday detention. She go to the bathroom. I ask, can I go to the bathroom? And y'all already know the rest. That's what side of the was for me. Um, how do you take it? <laughs> yeah, I'm, well, I mean, I'm not in school anymore, but um, I don't think that would have worked for me. Add, actually, Addie, Addie, maybe you should go back to school. Well, the thing is, Steffi, I actually went <laughs> I went to an all girls school, so I don't know if that would have worked maybe, for me. Maybe get like a maybe get like a master's degree or something, right? I mean, I feel like <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, that's fine, but I don't. It's more like a high school thing now. Like I wasn't getting detention in college. Did they have that? No, nah, that was a middle school thing for me. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if we're talking about having sex in the bathrooms, like that can just—we don't need to get detention to, you know, get that done. Like that's. Oh, oh no, no, no! It's it wasn't. It wasn't. That was that was not the only way we was able to have sex in school. You know what I mean? Like the bathroom thing, like. What we used to do is we go like the auditorium and stuff, the gym. Oh, man. Rooms, is that what you're saying? Tell y'all this <clears throat> All right, so the auditorium, you know they got two little windows that you can peek through from the outside, you know what I mean, to see what's going on. We used right. to go in the inside and we used to take out the, the trim in the inside of the, um, of the glass. We used to take the trim out so that way the glass just sit in there. So you get with the girl that you want to get with and you just push the glass, but you got to get one of them little you remember back in the days, them guns that used to shoot them little targets, them little bullets that stick on the glass? Oh, the little, like yeah, the suction cup gun. Yeah. Nerf guns? Is that what you're talking about? No, nah, it's the bullet, the little suction cup bullets. Oh. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So what you do is you take one of them to school, you lick it, you put it on a glass, and you push the glass so the glass won't fall, and you open the door from the inside, and that's how you used to get into the auditorium and, and do what we do before we uh, go back to class. But we had to meet up at lunch. That way you won't get caught skipping. I am pretty sure that's not what those bullets were designed to do, but that sounds like an extraordinarily good use of them. Absolutely. Yeah, this is they, like super inventive. Because they fucking sucked as guns. I'm serious. They were <laughs> shitty toys. What do you guys... What is... Can some... 
can somebody show me what this is? Like, send me like a DM. Imagine a know. squirt gun, Addy. Imagine a squirt mm-hmm. gun, but instead it has this little like like plastic shaft sort of bullet, but at the end of it there's a suction cup, and you can like like shoot it on a mirror and stick. Is that literally not what a Nerf gun is? No, the Nerf I mean, guns not, have little rubber pellets. It's the bullet that the gun shoot. You know, some Nerf guns had those bullets, but there was a lot of off-brand guns that had those type bullets that they shoot. Oh, okay. I'll look anyway, into get, it. let's get back to the uh, auditorium here. So, so Sorry. You, you take the window out, and then what happens? You put the suction cup bullet on the window. That way you, you can push the, the glass out and stick your hand in to open the door from the inside, because that's the only way the auditorium's open is from the inside. Oh, so you just needed the space. Well, you needed, you needed the bullet to hold the glass so it won't break and drop. I mean, drop and break. I'm tired as a motherfucker. No, no. Why did you? Why did you need the auditorium just for a space to uh, screw around? Because they're I mean, having sex, Steffi. What? What the hell do I you mean? mean? That's that's the place that you take the girl. You know what I mean to do your thing, and then you go out the side door and be back in the hallway to get back to class. But that was just like she said. That's the one of the places that we used to take girls, or we used to skip skip class or skip school. That's our place that we took them to. Yeah, but your dad's gonna beat your ass if you skip school, though. It's the only problem. Hey, look, everything needs to be court. Yeah, it'd be the belts coming out. We're going to get a, a whooping for that kind of nonsense, right? Right. But then she said something about the bathroom. What we used to do is we used to go to the bathroom furthest down the hall, and we used to destroy the bathroom, break the sinks, the toilet, break the walls, the little stall walls. We used to break all of that. So then they put the little yellow tape up, and that was another place that we had. Oh, so you wreck the bathroom, they close it. Now you can use it to just kind of fuck around. Correct. Hey, look, don't judge me. I had a pass. I'm just, I'm just. No, no, no. I'm not I'm judging you, but it's like, the bathroom's not the, like, like, it's not the most romantic place. So that's the thing. Like, maybe the auditorium is better. Romantic. I thought the auditorium is kind of weak, but maybe that's better. Romantic? We in school. Like, we ain't trying to be romantic. We was young, dumb, and full of cum. That's all we were. It's kind of like a blockchain. Yeah, so yeah, uh, dumb and full of the blockchain. I, I need to write that down. Um, is that hmm. you, Sefi? Why are you writing what? that down? I think, are you taking notes here? You're asking quite a few questions. Yeah, I'm writing this down. Like it's. I had my, I had my first daughter, man, in ninth grade. You hear me? I'm, I'm 34, my daughter going on 20. Oh, okay. That's how that's how your daughter's nineteen. I got it. So you 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 had her early then. Good for you. Yeah, I, I had it real early, man. I I was introduced to the game at such a young age. You know, tragedy had happened, but you know, like I said, life is a you know you you learn through life, man. It's a life lesson. You learn from it and you get over it. You know, you move on. That that was it. You're you're passing that on to your kids. Whatever you learn, huh? Some of it, some of it. I can't, I can't teach, I can't teach them some of the things that I've been through because uh, no kids should go through some of the things that I went through. You feel me? Yeah, it's it's hard to tell how much uh, information is too much information for them, right? Correct. Like, Correct. take for example my story, right? Like, I was in, uh, I think it was eighth grade, right? What? And um, you know, like nerds do it a little bit differently. All right. So just like, don't judge me here. It's not so hard. It's not so hardcore as your story. Right. But like, um, like what happened? Like, so one of my friends that used to come to school, right. He used to bring a lunch bag and I don't know, his mother loved him clearly because she packed all sorts of shit in his lunch bag. Right. And my lunch bag would have some like 
you know, I had to make it, you know, before I go to school, put a little bit of peanut butter, you know, between a couple of pieces of bread, stick in that little plastic Ziploc bag with that little flap on it. Right. I didn't even get the, I didn't even get the bags with the, like the zipper on it. Right. We didn't have that much money. It was like the one with a little, you know, that shitty little flap, right. You just tuck it under there. I had that maybe like a little juice box and uh, you know, it was really whatever I chose to like, maybe if I put some carrots in there sometimes, if I'm feeling like maybe a little healthy or something, but really, you know, we're kids, we didn't care about that shit. So we, anyway, we didn't have very much stuff in there. Like I didn't have like the chips and the cookies and like the, maybe like the chocolate milk and all that good shit. Right. Uh, and I didn't have the money to go to like the cafeteria to go spend extra, you know, where they had like maybe a Coke machine and stuff like that. So anyway, it's probably good. Cause it kept me kind of looking kind of slim, but anyway, so here we are this guy, Brent, right? He has like this mother that clearly loves him. He's got like, big cookies. He's got like chips, all sorts of shit. He's not going hungry if we like, you know, maybe eat some of his food or whatever. Right. So if he's not hungry, we'll be eating his cookies and all that. But we got into this thing at some point where we started having these kind of like little games that we'd play. Right. Like, you know how in the cafeteria they have those long tables, you know, and then they like, they put them like really, really long so that like, you know, you can fit like 40 kids, you know, down this long table. You know, like, have you seen uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, big guy? You know, I'm talking about like Harry Potter. Yeah, I know what table you're talking about. Yeah, so like, so in Harry Potter, they have like, they've got wizards and like people flying around with like broomsticks and shit. But anyway, we didn't have all that. But what we had was we had Brent's cookies and they were really big. So what you can do at this table is you can yell at the kids at the end of the table, right? And they could lift that table up so that it forms a ramp, right? So here we are throwing this cookie all the way across the tables and firing them off into the, and the, it's like at the end of the table, like you can ramp it up and like hit like the cash register area, right? Like, you know, whack a few kids that are trying to just buy their milk and shit like that. Right. So we would just, you know, fling those. And then, so we hit someone at one point and they got pissed off and they're like, all right, they're kind of mumbling under the breath. Um, it's one of these big uh, football kids. And um, they decide that they're going to open up uh, Coke cans, shake them up or whatever, and do a football throw across the cafeteria, spraying Coke everywhere. And then it was like, it just turned into like the biggest fucking food fight ever. Like just food was going everywhere. People were throwing shit. It was like, it was complete free for all, right? Uh, Coach Patterson, this big guy, like he's like your size, um, big black guy, your size. That was a, our football coach. He comes in, he's like, all right, you little fuckers, you guys can't be doing this shit. This, you know, back in those days, like nobody cares what teachers said. Right. But he, he was right. Like we, you know, we fucked up and, um, they, he takes us to the, the, the auditorium or whatever, like in our auditorium, I pretty much have bad memories because this is what happened, but I had to do, um, 200 knuckle pushups. You know, I'm talking about, have you seen the movie Top Gun 2? Where they're like, hey, you know, if I don't, you know, beat you in the dog fight, you know, you've got to like do push-ups. Yeah, we did that. And if any of the kids stop doing push-ups, meaning like, let's say, you know, little Timmy over here, he does 50 and he collapses, we all have to start over from scratch. So that we did that for like the whole evening uh, for this sort of thing. And then they let us go, right? Like, I mean, they didn't put us like in detention or prison or anything like that. But, you know, that's kind of my like busy story. Like, Addy, what do you think of this? Was that? Was that worth it? Do you think I should have like been better? What? No, I think that that's worth it. Is that like that? Is that like your trauma, Sefi? Like you think about yeah, that yeah, some yeah. nights and. Not really. I just kind of brag about it to you guys. Um, oh, okay. Like, yeah. Sefi, like, where did you? Well, I guess 
you you don't have to say this if you don't want to say it but like i'm trying to get a picture in my mind like what part of the country did you go to that did you go to high school in um that was in uh the southern uh houston area oh okay texas okay yeah so like that's where we were living at the time and we just kind of had this uh yeah, it's like, you know, eventually, you know, if you have kids, you give them too many rules or whatever, right? Like, if you tell them to just sit down and eat their lunch, right? They're going to want to do something. They're going to want to do something stupid. Of course. That was your childhood trauma? It wasn't traumatic. I thought it was a lot of fun, actually. Um, don't you live in Texas now? Is that what you said? I actually instigated that whole thing, by the way. Oh, did you throw the first, like, whatever? Oh, yeah, for sure. We This was a thing we were doing for almost a week before this huge conflagration happened, right? Hmm. Got it. Yeah, it, it, what happened was it was like an arms... What, it was, was like this a war. in middle school like, or this is in high school? This was in middle school, and it, it just kept oh, escalating okay. and escalating, and then it was like just a complete free-for-all, like you see on a movie or something. It was just, it was that bad. I don't think... I don't know, big guy... And I wish I wish that was my only trauma. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that was kind of one of the things. Like, you know, that it wasn't too crazy in my neighborhood. It was just a bunch of like, you know, nerd kids and whatever. It, there wasn't too, anything too fancy going on there. Do you look back on that as like one of the best moments of your life, do you think? Like it was just so exhilarating. I don't know. Maybe it's, it was interesting enough to to like, remember it. Right. Like there's a lot of things you don't remember in life. So, I mean, I don't like, I I don't remember almost anything from middle school. So it must not have been that exciting to me. You know, it's like, how do you make how do you make a period of time more memorable? That's what you got to look at. Right. Definitely. Hmm. Estes, what's your, uh, what did you do in uh, middle school and high school? What kind of trouble did you get into? Uh, I lost my virginity when I was 12. Holy um, shit. 12. I, that's yeah. really crazy. Uh, uh, school, I was, I was good to school in first grade. Fucking. Wait, uh, first grade? What did you just, just say about first grade? Yeah, like in first grade, I lived in a trailer park. Instead oh, of going to class, okay. I would go down to the like creek, catch gardener snakes, turtles, frogs. Like now, that. what part of the country did you live in? Are you American? California. Okay, this was in California, but like Northern California? It's, that's like Central, Central California. Okay. In between okay, LA cool. and San Francisco. Yeah. Okay, so that's like a pretty big, yeah, it's definitely Central, but that's a pretty big space I would consider like other. On the whatever. coast. Yeah, on the coast. Okay, sure. So I, I lived in Sacramento for a long time, but. Okay, so it's like living like Santa Barbara Monterey. or something. No, no, Monterey. <laughs> oh it's, yeah, sure, Monterey. Santa Barbara's like SoCal. I would, it would be like Monterey, Big Sur. Yeah, like I was over there in that area like three, four weeks ago. Yeah. Steffi, you're yeah, like you're everywhere. Won. Every time somebody said something, you're like, "Oh, I was just there." <laughs> it, yeah, it was a weird trip. I was like in the West Coast, and then I flew all the way to the East Coast um, on this trip. So it was like. It was weird, yeah, but I w- uh, that's the area I was visiting, though, that general area. But anyway, whatever. So, Monterey, and what happened? You, 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 you did what at 12 years old? Lost my virginity in middle school. I mean, to we're who? Talking about was school. she, like, who, who was it? What, what, can you tell us church the story? Church, church. Church? She's from, church? Yeah. Church. Oh, my God. She's from church. Okay. I was in Santa Cruz, and she's from Santa Cruz, and it just kind of happened. But, 
other than that, I mean, it was just like crazy life, kind of like what the guy said. We had the funny stories, of course. And then what I used to do, Sefi, was I would go on the other side of like the school at lunch and I would just throw like apples into the courtyard and I'd squirt mustard on people, slam people <laughs> into like lockers. Um, yeah. Just oh, so you were havoc. a bully. I was, I guess, but I was also friends with the nerds and just friends with anybody that wanted to be my friend. I was actually just, Aww. when I look back on it, it's like I was, I, I wanted attention, but that was how I was. It was the wrong way right. of trying to get attention. Yeah. Well, so you were so had, young. So. If you had sex at 12, like what, what about 13, 14, 15, 16, <laughs> 17, 18? Like, wouldn't you be just like all thinking about sex 24-7? All, all the time. Yes, yeah. yes you would. Yeah. Yes, yes, you yeah, would. Like, <laughs> until until I learned my lesson when a girl that I had slept with, which was my cousin's wife's sister at the time, I was like 15, she got pregnant. And then Ooh. it was like for nine months I was tripping and then ended up not being my baby. And then I was like, all right, I need to chill out. <laughs> Holy and shit! Then, you just cut it so <laughs> close, man. So close. Wait, Fuck. so you waited? I almost had a big eye story. So for yeah. nine months, you thought that it was your baby. Yeah, but it was my. And then what? That's so like after that, you friend. were like, you know yeah, what? It's time to like start wearing a condom, maybe. <laughs> maybe not. I mean, oh. I still got like my pull <laughs> game was still strong. Like okay. I just dodged hmm. the bullet, and then I considered myself lucky. So it was only until so you, you didn't know, actually like so so you I were saying like oh well after this one experience like I I really started like playing it safe but you didn't actually like that's no, not the young. truth if Dumb, you still weren't just yeah exactly no you just slow down and you think about you know yeah. the part you want to get with and and you you don't just jump into it or chase after any girl or take up op- every opportunity that comes your way you know you. You know, you kind of relax on that. Yeah. So, like, you only risk impregnating the like good ones. Is that what you're saying? You you take your time. You slow down and you Mm -hmm. think. Stop messing with people after you have a serious scare like that. That's all. Exactly. You become mature, and you think about, do I really want to have sex with her? You know, you just kind of slow down. You wise up a little bit after you have a scare. In a situation like that. So, Kay, whatever the hell your name is, you must have wised up enough because you said you're in your 30s and your kids are only like, what, six and one? So, yeah. I mean, good, like, kudos to you. You didn't, I, like, that's a long ways to go from 12 to 30, whatever, to yeah, not get yeah. anyone if, if pregnant. I, that if time. I had a possible, you know, like, pregnancy at age 12, right? <laughs> that'd probably scare the shit out of me. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's crazy that you didn't start using condoms. I mean, you must really. I don't know. That's like wild. I kind of understand the case situation, man. I, I understand it a lot. You know, mine ain't exactly like his, but mine's was a little younger than his. You feel me? Yeah. That affects you. Oh, big guy! Um, hit mute when bef- between talking because for some reason there's some funny little sound coming out of your microphone for some reason. But it's a hell of a lot of fun chatting with everybody. Hey, uh, Esther. So, uh, what, what, like, what kind of work do you do now? Uh, I was well. I went to the army when I was 24, 2008, 
So I was, yeah, went to the army, uh, went to Afghanistan, had fun, jumped out of airplanes, came back, got a business degree, worked in ag in Monterey, produce, and then got laid off after COVID. And then now I'm going back to school for software design programming. And I, and I work at Apple, which I think I've already told you. So I've been working oh. there about a month. Good for so, you. Interesting, interesting uh, story there. <laughs> yeah, very much. So what kind of shit did you do when you jumped out of airplanes? Did you like, uh, was it was, fun? Uh, like, did, it's like just for entertainment? What? It's kind of hot no, in the well, desert. No, no. Well, it's not like the, the airborne infantry. I was airborne infantry. I was stationed in Alaska for three years. I did go to Afghanistan, but we didn't jump in. They don't do jumps anymore like that. They're just airborne units in the military, right? So you have airborne unit in Japan, or the, what is it, Korea? No, what is it, Italy, North Carolina, and Tennessee, and then Alaska. Those are the airborne units. So I did get to jump into Georgia, Anchorage, Alaska, and then I did do a in-flight rig jump into uh, Australia. So I got like, 30 about 30 jumps tandem which i'm it's static line you just Was hand it, it scary? off Addy, this is the uh, kind of jump where like he has like a little trainer and they tie it to you know he ties onto his belly or whatever and like someone jumped <laughs> with him it's oh. like world war it's like okay. world war ii jumping where you would you would so hand it's like off skydiving no not necessarily you <laughs> hand off your your static line which is connected to a like a a cable and once you jump out, it pulls out the chute and you're jumping at low, like low velocity. So you're only jumping out at like a thousand feet. I have done skydiving. Like Dude, what happens, feet. what happens, Estes, I've already I've always wondered, like what happens, like let's say you just jumped out, right? And you're like, oh shit, I've got to pee. You just, you're not thinking about that, Steffi, come on. It, what, how about this one? You're, you jump out and your chute looks like a noodle and it's not open. What do you do then? And you're just fucking falling. Uh, then, then you definitely pee. Yeah, then what? You, then you're like, no. like pissing yourself. <laughs> you, you look down. You, <laughs> down you, pull you, you pull them apart. You kick your feet. Yeah, or you pull your fucking reserve, and you hope you don't break your fucking femurs or die. <sighs> That's what you do. Yeah. But so you think the reserve's not that good? Not. I mean, the the riggers are the guys that work at the Air Force. That's like a job in the air force you can be that's like your mos right like you get to become a rigger so there's always those jokes like oh the riggers didn't pack your shoot right or you're fucked but I, I mean i never had an issue with my my uh my shoot it was just like landing in sub-degree weather in anchorage alaska you know freezing temperatures or landing on tundra and getting concussions and shit like that Wait, so so I'm going to ask a question and it's probably going to sound really stupid, but um, just pretend like it's not. What, so why are you like jumping out of planes in Alaska, in Georgia, in Australia or whatever? Is it to practice in case, I don't know, you have to jump out of no, a plane? No, like, Eddie, it's because sometimes you have to invade those little Georgian bastards, right? They sometimes <laughs> they pretty much. Yeah, they, they get out of line, right? Like, let's say you're at the bar and you want a martini and they they maybe put too much water in the fucking thing, right? Or something. Uh, then right. he, okay. as test goes in, right? Like with the parachutes and the thing and the guns, and then they come in and like, yeah, that's all. 
Okay, I like that. That's like good. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for the explanation. It's called mansplaining. No, I love it. That was that was great. Um, I saw Dr. Carrie was in here, but she just left. That's such a bummer. I had invited her to speak, but yeah, whatever. She's like, fuck me, right? Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, now she ha- she's like a doctor now, and she's too good for us. <laughs> I know she was. I I felt bad. I didn't meet her the other night, but whatever. Um, there's not that many speakers up here. Are we like being super boring? Hey, Estes. Uh, you know what? I was um there. So there was this movie I saw. And, um, like there's this like, uh, alien in Afghanistan, right? Like it's like this black nanotech alien thing. I forget what, what TV show it was. Anyway. Um, did you see any aliens while in Afghanistan? No, never. What did you see while you were there? What was it like? Um, fuck. It looked like, uh. I don't know. Just kind of like people. Did it look like Zero Dark Thirty? I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, people. Oh, actually. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was just like maybe a Western view of it. Okay. Super undeveloped country, just kind of living their lives in their own way, and we're just there, looking for, you know, fuckheads. So did you get in there and like maybe kill a Taliban or two or like you're are you allowed to say? I didn't, but um my my platoon was part of a like quick reaction force and we just were on the fob. We're actually on the same fob if you like watched uh the Osama bin Laden documentary on HBO. Oh you were in FOB is the okay. one that I was on. Yeah. So we would just do like if something was happening in our area, we would be called out and ride the Blackhawks or the Chinooks on like capture kill missions and then go in there, you know, get a bunch of information from people, put them all into like a hide system. And then if they all popped, if anybody popped up and we would then create a report, come back and try to find them. So we like, yeah, it's pretty intense, but not like too crazy. Mm. It was it was Obama's peacetime war. So like we we ended up not having being able to like do like like I was in a war zone, but I wasn't able to do like certain rules of engagement. Oh, so that's speak. okay. He was like bombing people on the side, so don't worry. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no worries there. Uh, Steffi, I had gotten the impression that you were in the military. Is that wrong? No, I. Uh, you just uh, work. Yeah, I work for um, part of one of my things is I work with um, a veterans hospital. Oh, okay, but you weren't in the military, or no, no, I was not. But I've okay. been in military hospitals, uh, kind of early in life too, though. Uh, not mm-hmm. in the military though, but in in the actual facilities and stuff. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, like, uh, one of the first places I was hanging out was like. Uh, like Brooks Army. Have you ever been to Brooks Army Estes in San Antonio? No, no, no. So Brooks Army Hospitals down there. It was a very like, uh, like cutting edge place actually at the time. It was fortunate to hang out there at that age. Um, 
because I was like 19 or something like that when I was uh, when I was up there. I told you I kind of started medical school super yeah, can early. Can you explain this? Like, how the hell did you end up as a doctor at 19? Um, well, you just like have to uh, like just work from the minute you're born until you until you get there. <laughs> So yeah. it doesn't like make sense to me. Like how, what, how old were you? And did you go to college? Like what, how does this work? Yeah, I was in college. At, you don't need uh, to explain this if it's too much. Like, sorry. I was uh, like 15. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. I didn't even have a car when I started college. Cause I didn't uh-huh. have, have my, uh, yeah. I, so you were like <laughs> super nerdy. Like when you like say that, like you're being serious. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's pretty much my thing. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> no, that's so, like, that's But it cool. was efficient. Like <laughs> I wasn't like I didn't want to spend um, you know, a whole lot of time in school cuz it's kind of like um if you can do the work on your own and you can knock it out, it's just way more efficient. So, it doesn't make sense to sit around um there when I can just like get through things and just imagine like uh let's say you're in college at 19 right what did you learn there yeah nothing so by being (laughs) by getting done with it uh relatively quickly uh by the time you go to professional school you're sort of like while everyone else is sitting around college and you know you know i don't know taking english classes or whatever the fuck like you're actually like um in medical already it makes a big difference when you're sort of learning um it it makes a difference the younger you are in terms of like uh, maybe honing your skills in a certain way. Right. Um, so I don't know. I thought it was a good way to go and that's what I did. So um, yeah, it just went super, super early. So I was like the youngest in the class. Yeah, that's uh, like, that's cool. I mean, why wouldn't you do that if you like have the, you know, like capabilities to. Yeah. It was just kind of planning it out essentially and kind of just doing it. Yeah, it wasn't that it wasn't that well thought out though. I just sort of just sort of made it were happen. You, what in high school at like ten? Like no, no, no. Um, I think so. It, I think it played out where I think you know how like uh, you just did it super fast when you when you start out in like you know kindergarten or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Normally, there's a certain age. I think seven or something that you can start in most schools. Yeah, uh, I think my mom threw me in some school somewhere where you could get in at six. So that was kind of the first step. That was one year down. Right. And then um, uh, in high school and college, basically just skipped a year in both. That's three right there. Um, And that's kind of how that. Yeah. And then like it just happens. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. I think when my birth date also is because I'm in November. So it uh, it like, you know, it worked out that way, too, because, you know, how sometimes Mm -hmm. if you're a, I think like certain month or whatever, you can't you'll wind up missing. See, like I'm That's August and I started like a year early, but it was because exactly. I was right before the cutoff or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that kind of thing. So yeah. anyway, so you wind up being younger, which is interesting. But at the same time, it was like, uh, like no woman my age was in, in, in medical school at the time, which is interesting. Right. Like, it's kind of funny. Um, so like everyone else was way older than me. So I'm like the little baby of the class or whatever. Just kind of, it's, it's funny. Anyway. It's okay. They uh, they were able to keep up with me a little bit, so it's okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like, like it turned out fine. Yeah. For those it's, it's always bad when like the little kid comes in and whoops your ass, right? Little, all the little tests and stuff. Yeah. yeah that's got to be kind of embarrassing for like, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and medical school is kind of funny too. They take people at like all different ages. Like they'll take people that are like 40 and stuff. So it's not like college where everyone sort of shows up and they're all sort of the same age or high school or right. something like that, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You'll have all these different age groups. Some people go do this and that and they go to different degrees and then they show up. And in, in my case, like they, um, like, uh, like there'd be people that are in their forties with like kids and stuff like that. And, and, um, you know, here I'm a kid myself sort of, and it was interesting. Yeah. Like yeah, like their kids ages. Yeah. It's pretty formative though. When you start, um, seeing stuff, like I was at, uh, VA hospitals and military hospitals and this and that just, and like, um, you know, a lot of different experiences, but like when you see a lot of, uh, you know, it's interesting when you see kind of like death and disease and all those things relatively early. Um, you know, most people don't do that when they're 19. Right. Well, I mean, there's some fields where that happens, but so if as long as I've been at this, right. Like, so basically you see a kind of like every possible thing in the universe by that point, like I was in prison hospitals. Uh, so I've seen, prisoners serial killers like fucking like hardened criminals i've seen uh and then i've been with military i've been with veterans i've been with like like some of the hardcore psych hospitals are really interesting like where you have like real serious schizophrenics right and stuff like that with uh like you know the ones that like you know have crazy ass dreams of hellraiser and stuff like that right like uh like you know they see satan and whatnot those those kinds of really hardcore uh schizophrenics not like the movie schizophrenic like you're like oh like you know he's getting better he's on his pills and you know whatever he's going to harvard right no 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 no. we're talking about like the ones that will like slit your throat type of uh crazy right like weird so that was really interesting but anyway yeah fun stuff um but uh, yeah sorry to like derail for why the hell did we just get a bunch of like did you just see all these requests yeah i have no idea yeah, like what how did that how the hell did that happen anyway oh, let, let's see let's see amber uh wait look at <laughs> uh whatever this ought to be good let's see amber are you there oh she's connecting we're gonna see what amber's doing I oh yeah they're giving yeah, us uh like, they're posting uh cool little things up at the top like different sexual things and whatnot. Oh, oh. Yeah, it's like it's like uh it's like dropping bombs up top, right? <laughs> They're like trying to get like their OnlyFans people, that's why. Yeah, Amber, this what's up? This is a trick, Steffi. <laughs> yeah, but she's got like the bikini and everything. Like maybe she's yeah, but, like, like real. She's about to, like <laughs> I'm going to follow her. She's about to go on and like it like what's what's this noise? Are we listening to her like have sex? Like what's happening here? Oh I don't know. Maybe like let's let's quiet down for a second and see. Yeah. Hmm. I think you should remove her. But I don't know. It's kind of funny. Kind of funny. Um Sache Villa Lobos, what's going on? I think that's <laughs> reasonable Spanish, maybe. Hi. How are you? Okay, she's normal. I'm good, and you? Yeah. Um, what's been happening with you? Um, I think I got virus. 
or something on my phone. I don't know what's happening. Oh, you Let's have a virus on your phone? What kind of virus? Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part one of a two-part sci-fi space spellcasting on Lung. Recorded on Sunday, September 4th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. In the darkest of times, when the phoenix arises out of the ashes like some burned up papyrus, open the sarcophagus and release the virus. Got a lump in your throat like tonsillitis. When the flags go up like everyone is righteous, spending government checks sniffing up the white dust. The previous generation wants to be just like us. Fuck that shit, I'm trying to be like Mike was. Drop the bias and you might survive this. The mummy coming through to remind your highness. I might just buy up my own fucking island, build a little bunker then wait for the timer count down to zero day exploiting every exploit in your internet sex toys in emitting vibrations through the ether did you just come me either at the right time blindly following stars in the night sky part of me might ride away with the prize fight man versus everything else until the time's right unleash the cracking no wait that was crack fuck now everybody feeling all amped up fucking like bunnies to the national anthem ugly little shits eating up all our rhythm mishandling the captions who has the answer holding our attention for ransom Fed up with all the red tape and the boring template Like it matters if it's a blue or red state Charged every month and we can't even cancel Feeling distressed? Fuck it, kill the damsel Fuck yeah, spread it like we're on some undead shit And pass the bitch around like a meme from Reddit In the beginning it was suggested that the mortality rate would be 5% And the numbers are so much higher We're not ready for the next epidemic And so if your oxygen level falls too low and it cannot be kept up with just what we call nasal cannulas or rebreathing oxygen masks, if you can't get enough oxygen from that, then they will intubate the the patient. Terror spaces.